0: just bumping your beats for a minute welcome to the show my name is Holden stefan roy and this is bridge the gap where we talk to very interesting people such as yourself and we walk through the journey of your life and then we learn a bunch of knowledge nuggets along the way um and it's truly uh it's truly cool to have you here with us um i met golden coast beats via this maelstrom of jose the great i interviewed him and it was like young people started appearing in my life and golden coast beats then gives me this beat pack for the cypher and they're very good beats what else can i say they're very interesting objectively people light up a little bit more when they're rapping on them so they do the thing that a beat is supposed to do when you are creating it like you can feel the vision there's a style where you can almost hear that it's a Golden Coast beat when it comes on, even if you have, and I can hear that more now because I just listened to them all in a row. But like, very talented guy. And he's you from No. It's not so I'm saying if you want to cop some affordable beats that y'all can definitely afford instead of a couple little weedy poos, holla at the Golden Coast beats and do that thing proper on that note, sir. It's going to be a conversation. The official plug. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Y'all should buy local. So much. It's what it is though if we buy local from the music that is made in our city we can use the sound that is our city so let's talk a little bit about yourself and i do have my token first question that i like to ask everybody that comes through to kind of get the tone off right and it starts with my girlfriend it is a bit of a story though it starts with my girlfriend and she is washing these dishes and she's got her phone playing out that black eyed piece on that i got a feeling she's dancing and she's doing her thing and she's washing them dishes uh maybe this wasn't a hundred percent the case for you but about 10 years ago i'm all up in the bars and the clubs closer to your age kind of drinking it up doing the things with the people dancing to that very same song just turning up and that was it when that song came on it was lit everybody loved it um 10 years later now it's like chores music and like dishes music and like exercise music. And yo, I'm sitting there going, it's so nifty. How I like this song? this song evolved over time like its purpose and its vibe has changed now that time has passed which then got me thinking about all of the club songs that today the cardi b's and all of that good stuff how 10 years from now it's gonna be a whole bunch of kids growing up watching their parents washing their dishes to that wet ass pussy um and then it got me thinking about our musical journeys a bit because yo a lot of times when people are talking about their um musical journeys they go to this Adolescent age When I started caring When I started getting into it And the truth is Is that There were like Vibes and energies Of the music That like existed From the beginning For all of us So when you're like Super super young There's gonna be sounds In your household Your parents Or siblings And families And radios And all this stuff That's gonna be going on Around you Like when I'm like five I can remember These grey boxes With the fucking wires Going to speakers And shit And my dad is bumping Led Zeppelin tapes And all this night. 90- yeah. techno music on M- mc mario's and stuff and then like my mom's has these knockoff disco albums yeah that's right they sold them at the cooch or whatever and it would just be the disco <laughs> sauce but perform poorly and like end of the day all of this stuff kind of created this like foundational one here's one for the people that heard the question a million times already there was this techno christmas songs remix album that went on every fucking year at christmas it was awful it was just really bad 90s techno christmas remixes like if you were googling insert name remix dubstep on youtube it was that on an album so i was curious to know what were the soundscapes of your existence when you were a super young golden coast beats guy
1: Man, when I was super young, what got me into music in the first place was my dad. Mm. His passion into for music, and his love for like all the different styles of music diversity. I was super young, but I was able to like drown in all that soundscape, and that's what made me like grow and and want to be into music in my life so and me. as my career.
0: So, what was it like then? How are you hearing the music? Like, tell us more details on this.
1: Yeah, you um, would used to play everything, man. You would play NWA to some Arabic singer-songwriters to Japanese rap, J-rap. Um, that is an he eclectic would play, mix.
0: Yeah. So this is all... Metal. Is this all like the internet era, right? Like, So all of this is YouTubes and stuff? Or how are you guys all getting it music?
1: Was, it was in the car. Most of it was in the car because we, we would be on the road a lot. So it was... um on cds it used to be on cds on on tapes on walkman stuff like that i was just collecting what he what he had and and just kind of took it as my first go into music and uh so very young in my life like i was exposed to metal to all these different styles of music and very young i started playing the guitar oh
0: because
1: he had an old old guitar laying around and um he got an old case. I'll show you. This was his uh yeah, his old so case cool. used to rock. He was playing a little bit. He used to play in bars. So he got the <laughs> the radio stickers and everything. And um, yeah, he, like I said, like he, he brought me his love for music and
0: yeah, that's so and cool. I
1: owe it to him. Yeah.
0: Oh, don't worry, we're going to have more details on it still Because there's lots to talk <laughs> about when you're young Trust the people love it Later on when you're a super famous producer They're going to be using this interview to fill your wiki page On some fluff details type thing Because we love that stuff here We want to hear about your guitar lessons When you were like super young When did you start playing guitar? Or how did you get lessons? Were you just fiddling with it?
1: Well, um First introduction I have was Is uh, acoustic guitar and I started playing when I was, uh, I think for like 13, 14. Okay. And I went through that horrible, you know, when you're learning an instrument and it's super frustrating cause you, you suck at it and you're really not good. I used to watch like yes. mad tutorials,
0: hold up, you, watch and, tutorials? Um, you, you watch tutorials. That's mad different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was on YouTube and just like, uh, listening to the tutorials for chords and, and guitar and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's cool. I, I see. Yeah. Th- um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off like that. Um, no, no, it's okay. I was just thinking about how different it is to have YouTube like that. Uh, so YouTube is a big part of your life. When do you first discover YouTube?
1: When I started, uh, when I was like mad young, just watching uh, popular videos, like Charlie bit my finger and stuff like that. <laughs> just for like trends uh, (laughs) trends videos and stuff like that
0: so you're on youtube off the job did you have like a phone or something when you were little
1: no it was just uh on on desktops
0: okay so you've had a computer okay because we got to go back to when you're you're, you're, there's a reason i do this a little bit it's because i want like it's called bridge the gap right like off the jump i was on cyber fret base learning what you were learning in in youtube's on some like static screen uh tabs and shit. like so just like that i was like that's so different man i kind of wish there were youtube tutorials when i was doing that so it's like imagine it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of interesting just to hear how especially the younger folk who honestly people my age barely ever talk to your experiences growing up especially from the music like yo i grew up in boxes man like my dad like what my dad liked my mom like what she liked. so to hear just that you had such a versatile upbringing off the jump and access to youtube like that's just a completely different reality right for all of us mind-blowing yeah um so before we get to your teenage years because i do want to get back there i do want to talk a little bit more about you being like five and stuff so were you a little dancer at all were you like one of those guys that was into the dancing and you know productions and all of that good stuff?
1: When I was like five, young, yeah. when I was super young, yeah. I I didn't get into music until I was like eleven or twelve.
0: So no dancing or anything. What about drawing?
1: Drawing? I was I'm such a bad drawer, man. I do I do a horse, and you think it's like a a construction type of uh, (laughs) construction. no I'm I'm really bad at drawing I suck so So I wasn't into I was just listening to music a lot when I was young
0: but even listening listening to the yeah see but so I'm just curious what did you do when you were like super young like what kind of stuff did you do to fill your time hobby wise like did you get up to activities and things like that were you part of sports and whatnot?
1: soccer I used to do from like 5 to to, to, to 12. I used to be in, in soccer team. Soccer was a big part of my childhood
0: all right fair enough i appreciate that still because i i don't ask a lot i'm trying to evolve parts of these questions so i'm testing out athletics somebody had yeah, yeah, played sure, sports sure. in the past i'm like yo maybe people do sports stuff because that's kind of performing so it kind of relates into the bigger picture i digress so you're basically an adolescent then you're playing the guitar you're getting involved in that um you're learning by yourself on the youtube um what was some of the early songs, though, that like you can recall yourself liking? More than just like, okay, my dad had this around or whatever. But you started to be like, nah, I really, really like music. I love this song. Like, do you remember any of the early ones that were like that for you?
1: Yeah, there's different phases. The first one that was like officially my shit, that I was officially like my band that I liked was Iron Maiden. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because my dad, my dad got me into them. And he showed me uh, the, the Trooper. Oh, no, it was Ace of Zai, the first song. And I was like, oh my god, this is...
0: That's the uh, Plane <laughs> song, eh?
1: The, yeah, that's the Plane song. And then... Um, that was, like, my first... Favourite band or stuff like that. And my first... The, I can pinpoint the moment that I... Like, um... My love for music exploded. And it was uh the Foo Fighters <laughs> that was my first band that like every song they did was just I thought were was amazing I didn't think there was like one bad song but so that was just the band that just started it all for me that's real cool as a
0: teen, I think that's amazing because I love the Foo Fighters so it's really cool to hear you say that I think the Foo Fighters are incredible to this day um mm-hmm. so were you learning a bunch of Foo Fighters songs back then all of them <laughs> That's fresh. You...
1: I was, uh, yeah. You... I was just, I was learning, uh, like, my hero, Everlong, was like on repeat in my, my basement. And I was mind blown because I think part of why I like them so much and they've meant so much to me was with the kind of iconic attitude of Dave Grohl, you know? He didn't have any, like me, he didn't have any academic uh, learning. He didn't really, really fully know like the guitar and why everything sounded so good but he he had like his whole spirit his whole vibe his whole mentality was like something that i connected with from the start that's, yeah
0: that's nah, really dope i'm really glad that you somehow brought up everlong um it's the <laughs> last song uh were you into like the guitar heroes and stuff was that like really big with y'all or is that like not i don't know
1: i played the world the world tour one the world i think three world tour three
0: fair was
1: that's like, actually when i i discovered um uh pull me, a dream theater but <laughs> with that game
0: i think a lot of pull me under i i discovered dream theater because of that game as well There was a lot of music Mm. I didn't know uh, until that came through. So fair enough. So you have all that going on. Do you you end up joining bands or whatnot, or are you just playing on your own?
1: At first, I was playing on my own a lot, and I didn't join bands until I met some people in high school. And high school was really when I started playing with with some people and uh, starting to do some shows.
0: And Are you uh, born here, or are you born somewhere else?
1: I'm born here in Lakeshore but i'm mixed uh whoops my bad i'm mixed uh Quebec and bolivian so
0: that's my cool.
1: father's is, is a bolivian yeah
0: yeah. that's ah, fresh and what part of montreal are you from
1: um i grew up in uh Pierfont, you know west island i respect that yeah
0: uh, <laughs> no i like Pierrefonds. um no, I just like to ask that still because, like, at the end of the day, as much as Montreal is Montreal, it's still a really big city. And growing up in Pierfons is completely different than growing up in another part of town. Because um, mm. y'all don't have metros, y'all have to deal with real awful midnight-ending buses. That's a real thing in <laughs> Um Anyway, oh my god! Uh, so what? What? So you end up getting into the band in high school. What high school do you go to?
1: I went to Collège Bobo.
0: I'm not sure where that is, but that's for it, I don't really know the French side. It's
1: yeah, it's in it's in Pierrefonds. It's uh,
0: oh, yeah. It. So uh, do you you end up joining a band or do you just kind of jam around with people?
1: I had this friend. I started starting like um, realizing that some of my friends were actually musicians. This girl was a singer. This guy was a bassist, not a drummer. And then there was this music room for the the classes and we used to say like okay let's meet before the like half an hour before the class every week and then we would just jam on songs and we were terrible but it was pretty fun yeah
0: (laughs) that's super cool and you just played guitar did you also dabble with other instruments
1: uh yeah um i play piano i used to play drums and guitar too So we would just like rotate and like be on every instrument and just uh, play like just a jam session, you know?
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Do you also sing?
1: No, (laughs) don't ask me to sing on here. I'm going to be horrible.
0: I was just curious, so you could sing. I don't don't know. We're learning about you. We're learning all the talents. Like today, we (laughs) already learned that you uh, do a lot of instrument work, which is really cool, right? And I say it's really cool because you make beats that like stand out. So it's like, yo, if you have that like fundamental music theory behind it, like you know what an arpeggio is, then it's like a different thing than you just bought you know, part a beat packet and fiddled some things around. Like there's there's layers to it, right? I'm not gonna yeah. say that you can't become an excellent beat pick, a beat maker if you don't play instruments but i do find that beat makers and producers that play instruments have a different style and approach than the ones that don't and that's why i thought it was Mm. super cool um so y'all jamming around for a while do you end up performing anywhere or is it just kind of a private thing
1: uh well it was like performing but in the the measures of the school it was just like small shows at, at like before the end of the year theater show that were organized by the school we used to like ask them to play 15 minutes so we would just go on stage and play like a 15 minutes thing before school events or before uh, stuff like that
0: and it was all so it was just Did you y'all write it? in like, the boundaries like like was it like original music that you wrote
1: just covers <laughs> <laughs> just <is>. covers
0: <laughs> no but like you know first of all covers are cool but like just the fact that you did it in high school and you actually got up and did it, that's huge, man. I think it's real cool because mm-hmm. not everyone does everything, mm-hmm. you know? So
1: You play any instruments?
0: I, I played bass for a minute. I did for nice. a while. I can still do a really slow run to the hills. I can't do a fast run to the hills, Ooh. but I can do I I spent three months doing that. It took me three months on the bus to learn how to do that with the fingers. Um, on the bus well because i would sit there and i would practice like on my hand like and I, if you practice like that you can kind of get the rhythm down so i didn't have the time to like just keep doing it so i was trying to like save time I, somebody had told me you could learn to play f- flute or whatever on a pencil so i'm like okay whatever i'm gonna practice and anyway so i learned to play some bass along the way um and then i stopped playing bass after a while cause oh was, that's a like,
1: tough song man
0: i could rap better uh, so I stopped racing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really it. I would love to do it more, but shit, it's a lot of hours to learn how to do it right. Mm. Cause I can play mm. bass really shittily, but to get good, that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's, that's cool. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> that was the first. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, some people ask questions, but nobody ever asked me about instruments, probably cause most people aren't coming from a kind of background that plays instruments. So I think that's nice. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, what happens? Uh, when do you like stop playing? Or do you still play instruments? Is that still an active thing that you do?
1: Yep. Um, I still play, but um, less like um, it's it's becoming less of a habit because of all the producing thing and uh, Mm -hmm. the 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 time. I would say, but I still play and I incorporate that as much as my my uh producing but i used to play a lot more piano and, and a lot more guitar used to be a big part of my days
0: <laughs> that's amazing
1: you know you know steve i who do you know the the guitarist the guitarist steve i i do not no he's like a like a really legendary uh guitarist and this guy practices when i was young i read that he practiced for like uh 20 hours a day or no it was uh you practice for for something like ten hours a day or something like that, and I I, I remember seeing that I was like, oh my god, I have to get so good. So I would practice like as much as I could in the day. Now it's basically all I would do besides school.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. My dad told me Jimi Hendrix did that kind of stuff, and he would like play guitar while he was taking bathroom breaks and stuff like all of that. And I took that to heart for real. That's a good lesson. <laughs> well, so uh, what? Playing. <laughs> I mean yo i mean the guy went down as an elite like you don't get to be like that good unless you're really taking it i think to like that extreme right like i'm not saying Mm. you can't get good but like that's like a level of good that is like super level you know (laughs) you really have to put like like i know i don't put enough time into rapping to ever be like that good at it (laughs) you know because that's like there are people that just that's all they do so um I like i like that you said that a lot um Mm. So when does like beat making start or when do you get into producing or all of that? Like, when does that happen?
1: So I only started producing about, uh, four years ago.
0: And so that's like after high it school. It was,
1: uh, yep. Right. When I started CJ and it happened because I had a lot of like rapper friends in that era and they needed, uh, they needed beats they needed someone to record them and that's when i said i started getting interested really in that and i started making really shitty beats at first and recording badly but um around that era that's when i i got the the um, the spark for it yeah
0: so like tell us a bit more about like that journey right so like like what it, how, like tell us what it's like to get into making beats and like you know a bit more about it at like a literal level
1: when you start out you're super confused because there's somewhat of a gatekeeping happening you don't know what you need you don't know how to get it you don't know what sounds good and i was like swimming i didn't know how to swim in like the producer world so Beats are shitty because there's not a lot of research to learn you, to teach you how to make it good, and so I would buy plugins, I would buy things that thought I would, I would make me sound good, and then it was just a lot of figuring out. The first year, it's when you you just figure out how to do it. You figure out that. Dude,
0: that's a really like. Hold on, we gotta expand on that you said a lot like really big a lot like you just dropped a fucking knowledge nugget and a half on us right there it's really gatekeepy yo that's like a that means that there's powers that be in the universe that are actively making things harder in order in a sense in order to like and you said plugins i'm gonna go with profit off of people's ignorance and I'm, i use the word ignorance not to imply anyone's stupid but like You said it's an overwhelming world. So tell us a bit about that with like more of what that is. Because I think there's a lot of beat makers who could benefit just off of anything that you could share about what's good, what's bad, what's to avoid. Because even if I were to start making a beat today, I'm in the same position here and then because I don't know shit right now.
1: Mm. Like you said, man, it's really the people that know how to do it. They're going to bank. They're going to choose to profit on the one that doesn't. On beginners, on people who don't know what to expect, and they just want to improve really fast. So, um, like, they start making beats. They don't know how to get sounds. Some some people are gonna sell like a like a cheap cheap sounds reused cheap plugins, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, pay this because this is what gonna this is what's gonna make you sound good." And I'm not in a position to like. Give any advice, or or to say that I know everything, but my advice would be like if you start out, take the time really to learn it and to understand the funda- like the fundamentals fully, because it's gonna be like in the long run really prof- profiting for you instead of taking the shortcut and just um, buying things because you think you need it because you think it's gonna so,
0: so uh, the hard- be the goal
1: for you so
0: so when you said you said the word reused sounds like what do you mean by that
1: well if you if you go on um to buy drum kits to for jump sounds the some people that started drum kits they use specific sounds and what what happens in the producer world is when you buy a pack of uh, of drums you're gonna you're gonna pay a lot and some some producers are going to that make the the packs are going to use uh, sounds that are that have been used before instead of being like new innovative sounds or or something fresh it's going to be the same sounds that you see in, in everywhere <laughs> so people are buying for stuff that are, that has been reused <laughs>
0: Yeah, is there any like proper like review sites or anything to look at plugins or like is there a way to navigate validating if a plugin has any value?
1: Uh, Reddit, I think, is a big resource for uh, for for producers that like want to verify their things because there's a a whole there, there's whole page there's pages dedicated to that. You can check out. Um, the quality of certain kits and everything there's a community on there
0: that's that's dope and i think it's cool that you went and found that out so already what we've learned from you is that you can't really cheat the shortcuts because um learning it's gonna save you money because plugins are hit or miss and then you're dependent on buying new plugins every time to get whatever sounds you're chasing right so i assume you can find it's almost like it's almost like you describe plugins like through these microtransaction add-ons that just keep like giving you quick it's almost okay so you're like waiting out the four hours to unlock the loot crate in the microtransaction game and like plugins are like buying the gems to get the the treasure chest right away so you can achieve the same goal either way only the plugins cost like a shit ton more money
1: um, well yeah I'm not saying that all plugins are bad but some plugins are made to be some plugins are made to be shortcuts there's some there's some things that are like essentials because it's it's basic like right, editing right. but there's like, like some stuff that yeah 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 exactly
0: And yeah. other stuff is like because I'm getting all these YouTube ads where you see this producer man and he sits there in his chair and it's super fancy the drip that's one of them, but there's more than just drip. <laughs> and yeah, a drip is like the two clicks, and then, oh, it's that perfect. sounds so good, man. And I'm like, yo, it looks so easy that I could make beats. And I'm staring at yeah. it like I could be a, pre- and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Like, I don't even really understand <laughs> what a drip is being used for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. So now Yeah, but that's, that's what we talked about. It's, most people that buy it, but, for the record i got it because the ad got me but um <laughs> but some some young producers look at the ad and they're they see all these um famous producers that are that are like oh wow that sounds awesome and they buy it and they don't fully know how to use it they just um put it on anything and, and think it sounds good because other people think it sounds good but they don't really know what it does so that's that's a big um that's a big watch out
0: yeah, that's big. I, I tried to mix and master one time. I tried. I couldn't tell you what sounds good if you paid me. I just, I really don't know. I, I can't, even to this day, I have a lot of trouble telling. I can tell you what I like more or I like less. I can't tell you what sounds good. I don't know. That's some engineer shit. Y'all know what sounds good. Um, or, yo, what's that? Okay. You're using the word producer. I know, there's, I know that you have a, like, there's a distinction between a producer and a beat maker. Do you, do you want to elaborate on that? the difference between the producer and the beat maker and all that good stuff
1: bro i'm so glad you brought that up because that's actually one of my biggest like uh of i get so offended every time um beat maker is just now with the modern days it's really like intertwined but originally the like the etymology etymology of the word beat maker is just the one that's going to make the track that's going to lay the drums, the melody, they, they don't even mix, they just make the melody, the drums and, and edit. And then an actual producer, what he's going to do is, um, take a song and work on the arrangement. He's going to make sure the song starts from pieces and he's going to put the puzzle together. Oh. He's going to put the, the, the pieces of the puzzle together and he's going to, Make sure that the song at the end becomes the most interesting and and elaborate final product it can be so now with the, the modern days someone that makes the beat is going to be sometimes in the studio working close with the artist but originally that's the, the main difference
0: so producer is responsible for compositional choices and a beat maker sorry song structure compositional choices And a beat maker is more specifically the literal compositional choices of the melodies and the rhythm pattern. So you would basically have the beat maker would make the shit in like the the drum packs and open up the whatever FL studios and lay it all down. Right. Give you a bunch of like, you know, check this, this, this pieces, pieces, pieces. Right. And then a producer is like, this is how we turn this into a song. Well because I think yeah. it's still at that point still a composition and it needs vocals to technically be a song. That's right. If you Google it, a song technically has vocals according to the internet when I googled that shit. Um Nah, it's like But that's
1: why I, that's that's why people got confused with DJ Khaled. You just hear him like yelling on the song and you're like, Wait, he's not a DJ? He doesn't play instruments and he doesn't rap? What does he do?
0: He used Some to be a DJ. Mad people
1: are confused. Yeah, it used to be uh got mad chaps. I saw him on the on youtube but what he does uh, is actually he connects people together he, he says oh you're a dope uh, producer you make these kinds of beats and i know you would work perfect with this type of artist that does this type of vocal arrangement so i'm gonna put you two together and i'm gonna have that resource of a company to do it and i'm gonna guide you through a song so i'm gonna just put those pieces together and i'm gonna um make those make the best song possible happen
0: oh you disappear there you are
1: that's cool yeah there my battery yep
0: <sighs> no i'm not worried about it it's the internet it's been happening with like i'd say this kind of stuff happens like one in three uh interviews no worries uh and that's cool oh, yeah. ismail didn't even know dj college job was that um mm-hmm. i i kind of saw him as an executive producer more than i saw him as anything else um kind of like What Travis Scott was bragging about on that sicko mode song, you know, who put this shit together on the glue. That's Um, the glue, yeah. but, But, um, cause yo, DJ Khaled knows how to make singles, like, really well. And he knows how to curate that shit. And then, the whole him yelling on the beats thing is almost like a homage to the mixtape era, right? Like it's what the gangsta Brazil and all it's like, that's what he's doing with it. So I can understand how people don't understand that, but it's kind of like, I'm all right with it. Khaled's Khaled. He does his thing. He, he's funny.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's advertisement. every He's known for, for doing that. He's known for yelling on the beat. And that's how work gets around.
0: <laughs> but it's because he comes from the mixtape era so like before he was doing all these studio albums with big budgets he was doing like the old shit that they were doing back in the day so that's what you would do you won't find a single mixtape from that era that doesn't have the dj man yell even like a modern mixtape like my man's uh i want to say my guy I interviewed recently put out this like mixtape that was his own music from like a bunch of time and he's just yelling all over it because that's the thing you do with mixtapes why I don't really know. I think it has to do with a way to dodge copyrights and shit on stolen beats on instrumental parts. So if you yellow, you know, transformative and all that shit, whatever. So that to me is where I got that from. But I can understand why it's confusing as fuck. And I like the fact that you brought him up and gave him his flowers. Cause yo, the guy curates amazing music. I don't like it all, but it's still like, it's like, yo, if you're at a barbecue, almost every song he has is wonderful
1: it's the vibe he knows how to put songs together consistently too it's an art
0: (laughs) that's really cool that you said that too so who are like other people that you think are really interesting in this world as
1: uh as the same level as dj Khaled, or just uh
0: yeah like i wouldn't be able to like because i'm not going to see it the way you do i look at it from like this rapper ass perspective so i'm like sitting there going fucking Mm -hmm. justin biebers and shit so like what is the other side of it? Like, who else is really dope in this world?
1: Um, so, let's talk about producers. I, when I got into producing, I started realizing that all the people behind the hits um, of my childhood are the same people. It's the same producers and, and the same kind of songwriters. So, I got into digging and I found out, you know, about Max Martin, Swedish guy, mega producer, and you go see like his disc discogra- his disco- discography. Yeah. And you see he worked with like a bunch of all the hits you heard in the 2010s. That's him. And, and he worked with like Dr. Luke, he worked with uh, Benny Blanco. so it's all these guys that are behind all the hits. And I just remember thinking it was so fascinating, and I, I started like uh, kind of try to learn. And watch mass like classes they did online.
0: You watched it, like so mas- kind of observe. Like, do you watch the master well, classes and stuff?
1: Not master class, but there's a video of Max Martin. It's like an hour, and he has this like fascinating interview with um with some guy, and he talks about his, his creative process. He talks about his uh, his past and and all that stuff, and it's just super interesting.
0: Dude, I yeah. Do, so you do a lot of e learning i know you said you do yeah, youtube it's... but like you find like e-learning is a super reliable way to navigate through all of this
1: yeah you get to get information from basically anywhere from anyone and you can just absorb all of that like a sponge super super interesting
0: yeah like ismail says Coursera. i've used Coursera myself um that one's free for the most Coursera, part. i don't know what it is imagine skillshare for free uh you pay for certification but then like it's more like school like it was like i got peer reviewed homework and shit and like they were mean to me so i had to redo my homework and i was not i was not into that but um so yo, are you in stage while you get into beats is that like a thing you're doing uh and i say beats because like i don't know if you're producing off the jump or if you're beat making off the jump or what if you're like all right because you're already in a band right so if you're already doing the jamming band shit you're already going producer with it from the jump because you're already doing that like i know a ja- jamming it sounds like you're cre- arranging snippets and practicing production right
1: yeah it's, it's a different it's slightly different because you get to it's like you were an individual beat maker, I would say. It's it's a fine line, but it's like if you are an indi- individual composer. But yeah, I was in. Um, I stopped. When I stopped in bands at CJEP, I started getting into beats, s- quickly got into recording. And then. So like what's, you got. Did uh, you build a studio? Yeah. What's up?
0: You built a studio?
1: No, I didn't build a studio. I was just working from. Uh, from my home that's what i would do
0: okay so what would you be recording like you're on like when you say recording like instruments and all of that stuff like you got the sound card and all that kind of gear and whatnot or yeah i have
1: all the basic uh audio gear equipment but what i would do is um my friend rappers that i mentioned i had a small laptop and i would just go to their houses and record them there (laughs) kind of (laughs) mad, and we would like uh, mics
0: do they all have mics or
1: no i have my uh my audio technica 4040.
0: all right so you'd go with all and this I... stuff you're a mobile studio
1: exactly i used to do that I'd just go to to different like different people's houses and just uh record them there and make songs <laughs>
0: Yo, I never heard that before. You were a mobile studio. That's like the Uber studios. Like, bro, it's like, yo, I need a exactly. track done. Yo, you want to come? Shit.
1: Because I, d- I didn't have the resources to have an actual studio, and it wasn't my house. So I would say, like, maybe on Wednesday, I'll go to your house like at two, from 2 to 4, and then I'll just bring my stuff so you don't have to go anywhere. And then after that, I would book another friend and just move like to another house so i would be i would get exposed to a lot of recordings like like a very quick pace from the get-go to get the feel of it
0: (laughs) holy shit, dude that's one of the coolest things i've heard in a minute like i don't know if you know how cool that idea is like if a tech giant had heard of that they'd have bought that from you level the innovative dude that is like i've not heard it one time i don't know if that's like a thing if maybe your whole ca- all of y'all just are into this world but i didn't even know you could do that okay i didn't know you could just call a guy and he comes to you to record oh wow i would
1: go to them yeah no it's uh it, it's obviously not like the you you gotta know what you're doing to have like the best audio quality because you can't be like in any room with any sounds whatever but it's to me it's the best way to get exposed really quickly to to that recording world and to to a lot of music and a lot of artists soup like really quickly (laughs) it's a good way to learn
0: yo it sounds brilliant so this is what like you said four years ago you're cruising around the west island i assume meeting all sorts so you know out the west island peoples and you're just going to all their cribs or are you going all over montreal
1: i would go to their cribs in uh in the west island and but it was like uh small friends of mine so it wasn't like uh i'm not that exposed to montreal rappers and, and montreal artists per se but that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to learn and Meets
0: like, bro, you're people offering from here. Uber Studio, oh my gosh, that's like a game stage, dude. Like, I swear, there's legitimately like people. like I know, like, right now, my homeboy is legitimately in a situation where he needs to do a verse, doesn't have the mic, doesn't have the situation set up, and now there's Uber Studio. <laughs> serious dude that is like you trip me out how innovative that is that is like why i love i love these interviews man i'm like i don't see the world like that i don't know how you thought that up i didn't know it was possible so i spent a lot of money on all my shit and then i found out you could just find a friend who has gear and come <sighs> that's big man yo yeah
1: and the the advantage of that is like you um you tell the, the rappers that they don't, their artist friends. You tell them they don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to take their time to drive thirty minutes to go at a studio or something. You come in prepared, and then um, you get to leave with like a skeleton of a song, and it's it's a
0: yeah. It's beautiful. really it's really cool. <laughs> so you don't yeah. even like walk in with like beats or whatever. You just kind of walk in with like ideas, and then y'all just make a track.
1: Well. When I used to do that, it was a pretty long time ago. I don't do it anymore, but... Uh,
0: Talk about when you used to.
1: Yeah, when I used to, I would... So I wouldn't have, like, good beats that they would want to... That was the the shitty beats era. And they didn't want to hop on any of mine. So they'd have their own beats from YouTube or something. They downloaded So I would just pull that up, and then we would, like, make vocal tracks and and ad-libs tracks, so they would just record... Their vocals on the beat, and then at the end, I would uh, quickly mix it, and then it would be like a, like a final song. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it goes that.
1: it goes it goes a lot faster when you don't have to make the beat on the on the spot.
0: <laughs> oh man, like I just think that's crazy. So y'all are just doing this, and you're putting on all kinds of music and. I don't know if you're putting out all kinds of music. You're making all kinds of music, and you have like, how many? Uh, how many people are you seeing at this time? How big is your Golden Coast network? Right now, or like I guess back then, like was it big at that point, or was it just like a few people?
1: Yeah, no, back then it was um, not too much, but it was around five or six people that I would um, wrote like I would set up sessions with them pretty frequently, so I would roll between. Uh, between them and, and set up like uh, these kind of recordings.
0: Yeah, but what's crazy is neither the sound of like six or seven people right away. Because I got, I got a theory. I think there's a producer market at this point. I agree with your distinction between beat maker and producer, and I double down on producer market. So it almost sounds like you move into a situation where all the rappers are doing their thing but you're able to almost control the overall sound of all of these people because that's what you're doing. Sound guy. That's a nifty position to be in. And then all these people come back to you over and over again because you're good. So, I mean, that's just the facts. You don't have seven people that want to fuck with you if you're bad. Or at least they're willing (laughs) to like you.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, man. To me, the most, like we talked about this already, but like uh, back like last week, but the, the important part to me is is the relationship. I get to, by doing that, I, I got to meet really cool people. I got to do music that I like really like and I get to discover many talents, you know? It's all about relationships to
0: me. Did you drop your blonde. <laughs> yeah, I did, I dropped it all the time. <laughs> I, just, uh, I get worried about it. No worries, man.
1: iPhone's about to die so I
0: need to yeah I respect that, that up. You, you get that um <laughs> no it's just really cool um I really like the way that you're doing things too right cause like um we sit here and we talk about collectives this and all that and all these other words a lot right and um basically it's like you're just out there doing it and you're the glue <laughs> so how did you get to Golden Coast Beats When did that come in? The the name? Yeah. Oh, the era? Or is that an era? I don't know. It seems like a cool name, and I I don't know when it started. What were you going by when you started? Was it originally Golden Coast Beats?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, my first name and and the same I have now. Fun fact. (laughs) It was actually because my whole life goal before, when I started producing, was moving to California to work in music studios and, and big studios like that
0: that's a good girl
1: that was my my big dream and then one time i was listening to a katie perry song and she had the california girls line that was nothing comes close to the golden coast and i discovered that that meant california so i was like oh that's pretty cool and that's the that's how it started by a katie perry song (laughs) that's
0: a good song it's very catchy so you started out with Yo, can you talk about BeatStars? BeatStars? When do you start on BeatStars? That's a good question.
1: Um, it's a di- I have a different point of view uh, of it. The thing about BeatStars for me a, is I that... the
0: points of views.
1: <laughs> <laughs> BeatStars for me, I, I like to be a, a producer that gets directly in touch with people. And I, I, I like to have contact and, and talk to people, nice artists um beatstars for me i find that i don't get that i just get like to drop the beat and people buy it and i i don't get to hear about them about their past about what they do so that's why i don't use it as much but i i it's really really cool you know yeah i don't know if you know about taz taylor from internet money i do not no he's like a big young producer and he Made me realize how important beat stars is because you get to be exposed to a lot of people. Really, really sp- like uh, you know, it's like an industrial level of people you're exposed to really quickly and really easily. So you, it's a good tool, but for me, it's not. It's not uh, how I like to do it.
0: Okay, so you want the relationships with people that you like. You're as know, interesting as fuck. Um, and beat stars in general is a powerful tool but i want to ask a question then so everybody's on beat stars how do you actually pop out on beat stars like is there just a-
1: making a just make an account you um, no,
0: but i guess what i'm saying is how do you like grow like how, how do you like, oh. actually get attention on beat stars
1: well the way it works is the the most attentions right now it's to the beat the type beats so you would get like um the artist that's popping maybe little baby or or uh, right now like the baby or or gunna whatever and then you would make a type beat that's the same aesthetic as um, as this guy would would get on and then cuz people are right now are looking for that kind of uh, they're they're looking to chase the sound that's popular right now mm. okay so what would happen is you would make a type beat and then um, these are the the one that people like to buy the most, like to get the most. That's how you you get visibility, get um, popular.
0: So basically, it goes, oh, this guy sells, so people must like his beats, and you just kind of throw up whatever. Is do you make a lot of type beats?
1: Me personally, yeah. I get I get inspired by different types of beats, <laughs> like you could say. <laughs> you could say like, like Travis Scott has that really spacey kind of atmospheric kind of trap. And then you have maybe, you have maybe Illmind is another producer who makes these really, um, these really trappy kind of, diff- it's a different style, but I, I get a lot of, I'm like a sponge. I get inspired by a lot of things, but I don't really make tight beats. I just, um, make it's i make what's organic to me what sounds good what what feels good to me whatever it's uh, trap or soul or or stuff like that
0: Mm. and the fact that like you got like vince price love tells me that there's something special about your beats and in regards to other people's yeah i mean i hear your beats and i find them delightful but beyond saying that they're delightful and like they're really good I don't know how to, like, qualify these words beyond that. It's just, like, emotionally, I can I can be like, yo, this dude's on to something. That's fresh. But, like, it, it kind of explains it a bit better now. You're not interested in chasing this type beat phenomenon, which uh, I guess that's the cash grab side of beats. Like, that's what you're doing if you're trying to make money and get cloud and and all of that other shit in the same way that the rappers jumping on them are probably doing the same thing. So it's almost exactly. like... That's like the top level economy of this.
1: Yep, yeah, I read, I I heard somewhere that you don't get to. Uh, I think it's Gary. He said like, if you want to be, um, if you want to be like in the one percent, you gotta act like the one percent. If you want to be different, if you want to be a like a legend level, uh, sorry, you gotta act and you gotta be on a different lane.
0: Mm.
1: You gotta think differently, you know than just making the thing that everybody's going for everybody's doing
0: <laughs> yeah just it's definitely hard to say i resonated with that. that i just i don't know man it's like it's hard to i'm fascinated by the question that people should be asking when they talk about montreal but like what is our core sound that one's a big question for me I don't know how to fully identify it i have a feeling it's gonna make people dance though that's the one thing i'm willing to bet on is that people like dancing in this city way too much for montreal sound and not have a bit of a boogie to it um but that's it like what's montreal sound like montreal is fucking giant and then everyone's like yo every borough and stuff is kind of different with its own so like it's such an interesting question uh, to me mm. So it's like the sounds of Pierre font to you as you guys are rolling this together. What are like the what do you what would you say your like part of town is, or at least what are you guys trying to shape with the sound that you're making back then?
1: Well, I was really like just identifying with people that had their own thing, so it wasn't it wasn't waves really, but like one guy was on this uh, keeps falling down. Sorry. One guy was just on this R and B type of shit and then this other guy like really like hard trap. so I was so young that I don't think I could pinpoint like a Montreal west side uh west island kind of influence and I'm still kind of uh it's still a bit mysterious to me what's the sound of Montreal but I'm I'm kind of uh trying to to get to get to know like um what's popping in Montreal right now I'm I'm Trying to discover new stuff all the time.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm in a, so I mean, so I don't really know. I feel that I feel like that's a really cool approach as well. Just to want to discover what's out there and see what's actually bubbling. Um, mm. So
1: you said, I opened BeatStars website, now I got an ad on, about it on Facebook.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, man, it happens. Wow, that's
1: so true.
0: Yeah, that happens too often, man. Like, I mean, I get They but, track you down. Yo, but I got like uh, you have an upcoming bill payment, and I'm like, i mean i appreciate that you got me google but i paid that bill already uh it was true actually i paid it like before i guess google didn't know that so that's kind of good but like yeah it's weird they're, they're tracking that like, this shit um so i want to know though when do you evolve from like mixing on these guys your beats aren't good enough to this point because yo you're making like real moves now that's our real moves is that's who you linking up with so like Uh, how do you evolve to that next step when you become more of the Golden Coast beats that's producing beats and Has sample packs and looks like he's making plugins and doing you like you got like a whole fucking enterprise of shit that you got going on So like how does this evolution take place to the next step?
1: Well, the the main the main piece was um, I talked about the people I used to record on on location and that used to produce on the fly there was this um, there was this one girl that I met through my work. I used to work at Costco, nice. on, at Point Claire, and um, I discovered she she was uh, into music. She was a rapper, so uh, you know how you have um, the Dr. Dre for, for Snoop Dogg or the Dr. Dre for Eminem. I used to be the or, like exclusive producer, and um, for like. A span of like a couple months she was living she was uh, she got expelled from home and she was living downtown so i used to go like um close to every day record with her and then make beats and then be her like official producer and then i was like super like intense exposed to that for like that period of time and then oh my god bro.
0: i'm sorry i need to
1: find a stable place to keep it
0: we got this though uh, your, your story is so interesting i definitely um it's the first time a phone's fallen this many times but i'm with it it's <laughs> really rolling. It's, is-
1: the, it's it's standing on the cable of the charger because that's the only good angle mm. but uh, we with whatever
0: it. i'm not worried i don't think anyone else is worried i think we're running through it it'll just be like one for the memories we'll be like remember that time one day <laughs> and it'll be a good time my phone kept falling that's good man yeah you're so interesting your world is so fascinating um so i mean you locked it with a who who did you work with if you can say or you're not able to say
1: that the, that girl yeah. or the
0: yeah the girl that you or sure
1: she, she goes by the name uh soul okay man now it's the artist names like seven broker mine or something like that and then so yeah after i got done after our like was our official producer, that period was uh, was finished. That's when I started like um, uh, being born into like the a Golden Coast type of era and making beats and producing for other people. But she was the the, the turn point of uh, of me doing what I do right now.
0: So so, who do you end up working with after this? Like, what what is the next steps in your journey from that point?
1: From that point, I wasn't. Uh, I kept working at Costco and I was just making beats every day. I, I got into this producer, mine, He had a Twitch and I would just. It would be like a routine type of thing. That guy taught me how to
0: Hold up, make s- it a routine. Well, what? You're saying you were going on Twitch and watching this producer, Ilmion, make beats and teach you how to make beats?
1: He, he wouldn't teach me specifically, but you would, would stream him making beats and it was um, like uh, every day, every morning. So he, he talked about how important it is to to make it a lifestyle and make it every day to get really, really good at it. And so from that point on, my life was half Costco at night for the night shift and then half making beats during the day. I wouldn't try to sell them. I wouldn't try to record people. I wouldn't try to, to, you know, get to whatever. I would just focus on making beats, like
0: one beat every day. It started with that. Wow. So you just like really went in. And when was this? Yeah. I'm really, that was, uh, yeah, go. I was just curious how early people have been making beats on Twitch. Because like, yeah, so when was that?
1: that was i was at the end of cj it was like uh when i was 19, 19 18 or 19 so yeah a couple of years back
0: okay so you were uh that's that's still fascinating because i keep talking to people about the power of twitch and music making today and it's like now there's the whole you can inspire people component to bring up because oh. yo that was like this guy inspired you and made himself available and then i was also producing in his own world and now y'all are getting encouraged into this community but you're also seeing somebody who knows what they're doing do it so you're getting better at your own thing exactly how many beats have you made if you were making like a, a beat a day and then you kind of sounded like you can go more than a beat a day now
1: yep so last uh last year if you if you go from like uh, December and back from until May, it was four hundred and twenty beats. What? And then and then from I don't know from January to now how much I made, but yeah, that was that was last
0: year. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of beats. That's fucking cool as fuck.
1: See, it's like you're. It's like you're playing soccer and you want to get like into a really, really good team. And then I what I used to do was just drills every day. I, I would just do footwork and then the next day footwork would be a bit more easy. So I would like, instead of just working out for 10 minutes, for like 15 minutes, I would work out for like 30 and then it would just be a habit. It would just be um, that kind of, of sports uh, training, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I hear you. And it gives you the discipline to apply it to your habit that you're now at a point where you just do this with beats. So basically you still you still maintain that level of discipline and you still grind it out like that.
1: Uh yeah. I just I I have my my burnout periods. It's normal, it's like a creative thing. I don't know if you get that as a as a rapper, as a nursist.
0: Absolutely. I was yeah. <laughs> I was trash by like October, November last year had to take a little break see poof
1: you get those you get those phases when for me i don't even i don't even want to touch music i, I don't want to be near music i don't want to because because i find that i can't make anything interesting in that period because my mind is clouded up my mind is uh on something else so i need to back off and, and do something else
0: mm. that definitely yeah. happens or even <laughs> Even if it's not just like, or sometimes you go so long, you make a huge amount of output in different, I don't know if you're still, okay, I I did a huge amount of output in different ways, and then you get to this point where like, your decision making gets worse. And that's when I'm like, nah, I'm making bad decisions now, I can't really release anything, so fucked up. I'm gonna wait till I can make better decisions and then go do it again then you take a little break you go do other shit and then you come back and um i remember even talking to this guy this um i don't know back when i was playing bass actually he was telling me that it's like a normal thing like you're supposed to almost take a week off every couple months just to like let yourself kind of take a break and then let your muscle memory actually become muscle memory kind of thing otherwise if you're just working the whole time the like process doesn't actually finalize so I definitely see that cr- parallel than creative, regardless to who you are, even if it's not fun.
1: Like, and that's even more that's even more pronounced in the beginning, when you're a beginner, and you've talked about the phase when you don't know what sounds good, you don't know how to get it. When you when you start out and your beats are trash, you <laughs> you directly see that they're trash, so you don't want to keep making trash beats. So you just give up, and then you just take like. Two months off, three months off, and you don't get into habit of perfecting it. Mm. That's difficult when you start out.
0: Yeah, it took me years to take rap seriously and to get to like a daily regimen of practice. And I had it took. I was like twenty five, honestly, twenty four, twenty five when I got like really serious with it. So yeah, my whole mm-hmm. early twenties was that I would try and then I would give up, and it was hard. And- a lot of shit. But I was also nowhere near as ambitious at that age. And you were behaving way more. Yo, you're already crushing it. <laughs> like, you're crushing it. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> nah. Um, so when do you start, like, adding, I'm going to sell beats slash networking with people to the mix? Uh,
1: I did. So, yeah, I did a year of, um, of that. And then the when that happened, I was um, it was me talking to different artists on Instagram, Instagram became like a big part of, of um, finding new people and then finding new, new artists to to connect with. So then I connected with this guy in Toronto, Jaden Maxwell. He's um, a young, really dope uh, artist. And then I would just make at first, I took the unusual route, I would I didn't sell beats at first. My goal was just to make as many songs as I could, um, to, to get the habit of, of having, having beats with artists on it that are on the platforms. So I could have that as my catalog. So I would, with this guy, Jaden, I would just make, um, like I made like four or five songs that I didn't, I didn't charge, but. It was like different styles of song and i got to i got to be exposed to releasing songs on platforms with artists like that like really intensely mm-hmm. without actually selling them first
0: did you uh okay so let's talk about copyright how did you manage the whole copyright deal in this phase so you're not selling the beat but do you still get all of the copyrights and the masters and all this do you get a cut of any of this
1: well cut like money
0: yeah like okay like if i'm not mistaken how it works is through so can you get copywriting royalties which is separate and the distro kids or whatever that's the masters that everybody talks about within that mm-hmm. platform it's possible for me to do something like yo i don't buy your b but here's 50 percent of whatever we make and that would be a, a separate split than whatever the copywriting split is so did you ever yep. do you like work on arrangements like that with people at this time, or is it just like you just gave it and let them do their thing?
1: I was I was just giving it and and they would just uh, put it out and then we didn't have actually some agreements about copyrights or about money. I was just trying to get exposed to making songs like that, and I had maybe like seven or six or seven tracks like that that wasn't people buying from me but just me like saying here's here's my beat and let's make a song out of this
0: you know what man you're making me wonder how many times a person's hit me up and said bro let's work but they were a you and not the <laughs> other guy At this moment like how many times have i just been like this rude asshole and this guy was like dude I believe they gave you this free beat and i'm like oh i don't even know people like you are out there holy shit when
1: you can you can tell when somebody's actual genuine, because uh, I get like you. I get my DMs so many time, like cartoonists that go just like.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> I know the cartoonist guy.
1: DM like uh, like oh, you can affordable prices. Uh, yeah. Check out my and they like just I told you like a link for a YouTube video, and they go like check out this video, check out go share some love. No, no, no. They don't actually try to get to know you. They just want you to
0: check out their shit yeah it's kind of what it is although some people do try to get these spam also there's what i started happening is sometimes people are not bored as in like they ain't just got shit to do so they're just seeing random people and they're going hey what's up and now i'm like i don't know if you're about to try to sell me some shit if you're like the person that's the bot thing that's talking to me about fake money things like whatever whatever's from the government or if you're like just a regular person and saying hey I have no way to tell anymore so I don't answer these people I don't know how to like do it we need a new social <laughs> etiquette or something like hi I'm a legitimate human Um,
1: Well, they're so advanced right now
0: <laughs> like with the modern
1: days bots are like second form human there's a yeah. terminator style
0: it's fucking weird you're right they're not human but they're close they're real close (laughs) i've seen how that shit works in the back end with the codes and well not the coding but the the tools that i could use to program bots on scripts is fucking crazy you just literally need to make enough trees and you could get a bot to fake somebody pretty well like if you anyway i don't know why i'm talking about this it's pretty malicious but it's (gasps) all feasible like you wouldn't really do it because like none of us have the info that's not named facebook but like like it's technically feasible
1: um i like how you have you have the exact uh, like paths to making bots in your head you know exactly what you're doing
0: <laughs> yo, because it's all like logic if ands right so about you because right now if you if you ever manage a facebook page which in day job land we like i got like a team of three people that take care of a bunch of like cases on different platforms so we use automation bots like it's a real thing we do so it's like if case comes from this then apply this rule And if that then this if that then this so as long as it's like that then what'll end up happening is for a bot it's if person says such and such use this response and with the level of ai tactic can use sentiment analysis and a few other things to basically get somewhere with it like i bet on a hundo a month you could find something that would do some damage if you wanted to not saying you should mm. i'm saying it probably exists where things are at but mm. you'd still have to like really know who the fuck like, you have to come up with the shit so trust you'd have to like stalk a person and shit It's not a good move it's just not a good luck to do this it's just
1: so malicious
0: yeah um it's used for good when it's a company being like let me save money by like applying tech support for you here's all the answers uh, that's what it's like meant for um but yeah I don't know. I'm I'm in a weird yeah. tired mode. Uh, <laughs> so like um what well, so you start meeting people on the net, you get your seven or eight tracks done, and then does it transition into something else? Like
1: Yep. So now now in my head I have seven or eight tracks on out on Spotify or all the platforms. And then I have I have um a small library of songs that I could go to artists and i can say here's my here's my style here's um all the songs that i did here's like my quality of work cuz i've i've put in the that year of just intense beat making and then i could say here's what i do and here's what i charge and you could sell you could sell um packs with beat packs like to artists and they can directly see what kind of work you've been doing with uh with artists before so let's say i've like with this Jaden guy from toronto we put out like five tracks one was a drill track one, one was a pop track one was a sad trap so they get to they get to see what like what kind of uh
0: hold up you're saying of, with like sa- diversity so with the same artist y'all popped off three separate genres on a. I can do all these different things tip
1: yeah we made we made uh a, a pop track um a sad trap a, a like happy pop and then we made we linked with a guy from the uk that was my first time with uh, an artist overseas and then it was a drill track so it was like a lot of genres um with that guy
0: yeah but that's like so yeah I'm I'm kind of like emphasizing it a little bit Because that's not necessarily the old way, right? You would just kind of find your sound and run with it Where I find like as it, Anybody I've talked to under the age of 25 Has this more like Yo, I just feel like making this kind of music today So I'm going to do this And then tomorrow I'm going to do that And it's like Yo, how do you come up with three genres Same person Like that's big To me at least that's like a big thing That's like that because people my age should be looking at people your age and going, that's the future of music right there because it's the future of music, everyone. So, yo, right now, Golden Coast Beats, this guy could be the next Kei winning Grammys and shit. There's no reason why it can't happen. That's a cool thing we can say now, right?
1: Yeah, with Kei yeah. Man, this guy is is such a legend, bro. Mm. but i had i had to give props to the to Jaden Jaden maxwell because he's the he's the one that you know he was able to pull off so many genres because he he's young but he has a lot of talent and he's he knows what he's doing he has a drive mm. so i was able to say like you know i <coughs> i would see there i would see a direction that's more this genre this genre let's let's try that one and then i was able to like be the producer role for him um i was talking about before with all these genres
0: yeah but y'all are driving the ship we just on the ship y'all are driving that ship in my opinion so if that's where it's at it's just really like so like do you feel that this is more of a, a trend with the younger folk to not have trends but to be like everywhere with it because yo i'm watching this drew from nsl collective and he's just like whatever that beat let's get it that beat Let's get... Just any style. What do you just... F- mm. Mm. And I see it with, like, Jose's got, like, 17,000 fucking styles. Everybody's got 17- 17... <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, that's just they all sing. They all rap. They're all, like... And I'm like, is this just everyone? Is that just where music's going?
1: Bro, I... Honestly, I talked about this today to one of my friends. Honestly, think that we're in a period of time in music where, um... The... The possibilities are endless. And I think right now it's really changing. Oh, whoops. It's all good. My bad. The style of, the style of production right now is really changing. People are not like, um, reflecting to a type beat. They don't want to emulate something. New waves are starting. People are getting like, uh, there's new style of, of working with artists with COVID. So the whole thing is changing. And, and I actually see that a lot and, and
0: producers right now. You Nifty, can yep. you expand on that? Cause I'm not gonna, cause I don't really follow producers that much. I'm more like, you know, doing my artist thing. So like, can you expand on what you mean by that?
1: Well, people, some, those producers I'm talking about are saying, f- like, fuck the rules. Like the norm, fuck the norm. Um, let's try to experiment. The, the, the trend right now I see is like experimenting. You don't know. They try to come up with new sounds, with new vocal types of arrangements, new kind of production. And it's really now a mashpot of, of experiment, experimenting new things.
0: Yeah, it sounds awesome. So, effectively, all the old shit's not really good. Oh, as... someone said. Yeah, it's Ismail.
1: Some Ismail said, when can we expect an our hrs and golden coast beat
0: song everything's possible that's
1: a good question
0: i definitely i'm interested i heard your beats i gotta on my end i gotta finish like this this thing and then i'm gonna be hitting up everybody after but very soon that's when i'm gonna start i saw
1: your i saw your videos man i saw your videos of the open mics and and all the, the the freestyles man it's so dope it's so cool
0: (laughs) <laughs> i appreciate that I don't on instagram know. i saw that um yeah we just i don't know i figure they record some of it but like yeah i'm just trying to also well i'm trying to care less that's what i'm trying to do I, what i mean is i'm seeing like a bunch of people having a lot of success with a certain threshold of what they can accomplish right <clears throat> that's it what mm-hmm. i can accomplish i caught thinking like a 17 year old again because i got really complicated and i wanted <laughs> super fancy shit and uh super fancy shit's cool i might like look i got like certain songs where i'm like nah my guy's gonna hit that proper but then i'm like what if i just don't even mix or master this next one So I tried it, and I got three followers on Spotify like that. And I was like, that's the weirdest shit ever. I have spent money on songs, put them out, and literally had a zero net change. And this one I just rapped and threw it out, unmixed, unmastered, on a beat, because it was whatever. I didn't even care that much about it. I'm like, yo, maybe I should just try to care less and just roll with things more and you know, go a little more smooth with shit. So i don't know i want to just do a lot of different stuff the freestyle stuff is not my favorite i don't really enjoy it as much as songwriting songwriting is the shit for me i love that shit so and i like producer people i don't like beat makers so much like i like beats that like i i don't have to like you know if it's kind of loopy or like the same shit if you if you're going eight bars without a change my guy it's over your beats not happening i'm not interested game over like it's just what am i gonna do i'm gonna respond that's that's my whole thing i respond to whatever the fuck i hear so if it's the same shit i'm gonna rap the same fucking way probably you know (laughs) like i need that like beat to be alive so i can feel that like inspiration to flip shit up i don't know Mm -hmm. that's just me though so um 100% sometimes just whatever but it's also fun to do whatever's in the future we can we can make things happen and i don't know i'm gonna write whatever over twitch (laughs) so that'll just be what i do here (laughs) Yeah, Yo, would you make beats live over Twitch? Do you make beats I'm on yeah, Twitch? Yeah, man.
1: Not right now, but I'm I'm thinking for sure about it. Like it's uh, we have this uh, it's gonna be in the near future. It's gonna be live producing. It's gonna be live. I I, I have to know more about Twitch to start really like using it good, cause um. Uh, there's like stuff with uh, scenes i don't know if that's a thing on twitch but
0: yeah it's obs you
1: get to set up scenes it's you get, super uh, easy
0: it's so plug that's and obs play. yeah it's so plug and play so easy you have to teach me yeah it's like a 20 minute call not even it's that easy confident like fucking half the time i'm like yo i could just do it right now and everybody's going on twitch faster but nah, it's it's kind of boring uh well, it's boring for like the viewers because <laughs> then i'd be doing it a lot but like it's really just like you add elements so you add your webcam and then you add a text thing and then you add a chat thing and then you honestly in your first stream it looks like shit. and then i never bothered getting so you're supposed to get to a phase after where i got where you like really try and pay somebody to make it look nice and i just never got to that part because i was curious how far what? i could go with really shitty graphics because everyone cares about really good graphics <laughs> so i'm like yo a 17 year old would just run with this shit i'm like i got a setup. it looks quasi like fucking where i'm at in life right nobody's complained one time and been like <laughs> and you need better graphics or i'd come i'm sure there's people who don't say that to me fuck them so i'm just running with it and then inevitably i'll upgrade but uh yeah twitch is simple you just load up the obs you link up a lot of things you hit the stream and now you're doing it and it's just that simple it just it's not so cool man. complicated and then half of it is just tutorial videos how do i set up obs 15 minutes later that's how you may have issues with syncing shit. Hit me up for that shit. It's a five minute fix. And then otherwise you're going to see it's intro video for fucking days. There was so much tutorial content out there. that It's even I made a video on OBS. because <laughs> like, I was like, yo, there's is one issue. Nobody's making videos on how to rap on beat. Nobody made that video. So I was like, well, okay. But like, otherwise so much, every fucking issue, so many fucking tools for free. Um, for, Mostly for free. But like, yeah, And then you just go live. And then my boy Vince Price just started doing the beat making live on Twitch. And like, yo, it's lit. He thinks it's like, whatever, this is, but I'm like, nah, dude, you just play that fucking loop for the next 20 minutes and slowly tweak shit. (laughs) Tweak away, my guy. Oh, look, he added some drums. That's so fucking lit. Because I don't do this shit. It's not music.
1: (laughs) The music on Twitch is really popping off right now. That's what, a lot of people want to see producers are are starting to understand that a lot Mm. that's where it's at
0: yeah i would agree i'm but i'm hedging a lot of bets on twitch so any conversation that goes pro twitch i'm with it but uh i would watch you make bets (laughs) i would totally do if you were like just there and i'm like yo what else am i doing you especially if i'm doing like like some boring ass creating facebook event shit like what am i really gonna watch you know like it's so distracted that you making beats is honestly like the perfect shit it's like the perfect thing for that kind of thing for a lot of people multitasking you play yeah. a beat in the background <laughs> and then they challenge yeah. you um so that's blessed that like, means it
1: could be you could look at it like it's like next level radio it could be you could think of it as a channel, and then you just produce, and then it could be used for background, background ambience, people learning by uh, by seeing or something like that. You know, it's like it's like tuning a channel on TV. That's really cool to me.
0: Yeah, it's really dope. Wait, you think tuning into a channel on TV is cool?
1: No, but <laughs> I, I think it, I think the, the comparison of both of them mm. being similar is cool (laughs) not the tv
0: part no that's fair i was like do young people like commercials is that a thing i didn't know about (laughs) but like um nah but twitch is blessed i i feel like you you honestly run a network like i've already talked to somebody about doing a thing a guest appearance you know like and it's like yo you just have the power to hit start streaming you can like across the internet be on other people's channels it's another way to network like right before they stream I did a little freestyle poo on the next man's channel via Discord. So then it's like, yo, I picture workflows where it's like somebody like you's making a beat. I'm on the next stream. So we're all on our own streams, but we're all on the same call. You're making the beat. I'm fucking recording the song live. The next man's is fucking doing what? I don't know if you mix. Whoever's doing whatever, whatever. I guess you do mix. You just said that. Um, And then everybody's running through the shits. And then next thing you know, literally publishing a distro kit at the end of the call like yo people start doing that shit it's game over like the old method's is fucking done how do you compete with that
1: yeah yeah that's so fresh i like that yeah it's that's really sick
0: it's just viable like surprisingly viable just not simple um or it's weird mm. it's more that it's weird than it's hard i think that's where a lot of it comes in but you, you'd be open to shit like that in the future
1: for sure. I'm trying to find all the weird shit and all the the new innovative way of, of breaking the old system and then having new new stuff coming out.
0: Alright, so let me ask you about virtual reality. What do you what do you feel like how this plays in the music?
1: In the music world, I don't know. But what I'm thinking about is concerts. Because mm-hmm. right now with all the the COVID stuff we experienced the f- physical music was very limited and then they quickly realized with verses and then big names like doing live concerts they realized that there's a there's a big um, opportunity for people that don't all over the world, anybody can log in to a show log in to to an experience, you know I've seen Travis Scott to the thing with Travis Scott and Lil Nas X. When you get to build a show and experience a show, not in person. So I think that's going to be like a super big uh, opportunity in the future, like VR concerts, events like that.
0: Mm. So I bring it up because there was like a group of people that I talked to that threw a hip hop show in Microsoft's VR world, AltSpace space VR. Which means we're in like the seminal inception places of literally just, it's goofy avatars and it's like corny. I like it a lot, don't get me wrong. But it's still kind of corny for like regular folk who don't care about their shit. But like the fact that like your DJs are lighting it up in VR right now because you're for a dj it's easy you fucking log in and hit play like it's a gift stand-up comics are turning it up in fucking vr and people with acoustic guitars are turning it up because all that shit's super fucking easy to do logistically everyone else is dying in vr but like in theory that shit's becoming a reality a lot quicker as people are starting to figure out their own setups and flows to run the obs to the to the that to make it all fucking play into the system so do you see yourself fucking mm. around with virtual reality on the beginnings of it, or are you gonna wait for it to like pick up steam a bit?
1: I think I would experiment with it I would find like uh trying to find new ways to 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 be innovative with it but i've I've yet to see like the possibilities
0: mm.
1: I've yet to like explore what it can do and what it can bring to me
0: fair enough I'm curious. It's like, to me, it's like whatever you can do on Twitch, you can do in VR. It's just logistics at this point. That's that's the best way to right? can put it. Because, you know, Twitch is a channel. Now, if you take a channel and you call it a room or a space, I love your lights, man. It's fucking cool. My bad. No. I didn't know which one to put. <laughs> nah, it's dope. I, ha- I I Mine are, like, sitting on the, the, like, right over there, but I don't know where to put them. Because you won't see them anywhere in my camera angle. So, I'm like, well, what the fuck's the point on your lights? But... <laughs> um so yeah imagine like (laughs) Um, like a twitch or a zoom call but instead you're just in a room with avatars that's basically what the fucking vr world is gonna be just in terms of your imagination and then it's like yeah Mm -hmm. so now you're just making beats and like imagine a screen in the room like a fucking projector is like showing your fucking beat making console (laughs) like it's gonna be shit like that it's gonna be fucking wonky but amazing i like it Mm -hmm i don't know i i fucking i have missed it i haven't touched it in a while because whatever life but yo vr is fucking late i feel like there's something bubbling there and i want to see it happen it's cool that you're excited for about sure it. um yeah okay so you start the golden coast era and you you now you like your services and shit man's got prices he's ready to go but he's got the work to back it up how does that evolve for you
1: and uh, just like uh, from there to now,
0: yeah, like your story.
1: Well, after that, when I started to record people and then have the catalog and everything, I went to this school that's called RAC in in downtown for audio engineering. So it's a it's um I spent a whole year there, and then I learned about all the aspects of like audio engineering acoustics beat, beat making it was like intense classes in person and uh that was like the, the next big thing in my life when i get to be around it was small classes 15 people but um i got to be around people that had the same kind of vision as me they had the same interest every day it was like school because i'm not a school person I stopped I dropped out of CJP after like what year a year and a half 'cause the school like system and and barriers, not really for me. Yeah,
0: Yo, can you explain and then on that? how do you mean by that? Yeah man. I dropped out of well, university. I'm not too, so like I kinda relate.
1: Mm, well, I was in CJP and what I was in is arts and letters. Because I kind of wanted to get in photography and, and video, but not really. I just didn't know what was the options for me. So, CJep was like, I was walking around with people, young people who didn't know what they wanted to do. They just like, um, everybody was kind of brain dead. And I just didn't, I was just rocking around every day, getting that energy. And then I realized that it wasn't for me to, to be in, in a pool of people in a, that didn't really like, wanted to be where they're at. Mm. I just wanted to, I didn't like the, the school structure, the school system. And for a while, I wanted to go in life, the producing uh, route. I was like, how can school be valuable to me if, if I don't need a degree for it, you know?
0: Yeah, well, that's a big epiphany. So I,
1: I didn't think, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it it brought value to me, so I just stopped doing it.
0: <laughs> I like everything you said there. I didn't think it brought value to me, so I stopped doing that. People need to hear that one. That's a big time knowledge nugget. I dropped out of university too because, um, you know, Vince Price just showed up with the knowledge nugget on that one. <clears throat> Telling you, my guy, that's a big one because, you I was in psychologies and shit. I got into honor psych. I felt like super fucking cool. I got his fucking $8,000 bill. I, I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> you know, I don't, it was like for the year or fourth I don't remember. It was a fucking number. And then I'm doing these classes and it was boring as shit. And I said, I don't want to do this. And I it was a big mistake to even go to university for me because I dropped out and I went to work and my life turned out pretty fucking awesome because there are alternative life paths available to people who choose not to want to go into the regular life systems. So I love that you said that shit because you're you're getting lit, my guy. Your shit's popping off from my perception. (laughs) So you made the right choice there. And again, not to advocate that there aren't life... like If your life path includes school and your big dream includes school, then to school but
1: exactly it's a if you if you need it man it's it's a great university can bring so much value to your life if you need to be like a doctor or a lawyer if you need to have a a certificate to be like a carpenter or something do that Mm. but but you know if if my just it was my personal choice my personal path didn't really I did the math equation in my head the epiphany and it just didn't equal to having school in there
0: yo but you also no, it just, just wasn't for me but you also still went to school <laughs> just a different kind of school Yo, i went to the rac fucking tour i went around that building uh, i don't know i remember beige, yeah. beige walls that's what i remember uh, so uh, like yellowish beige and some fucking room where they're like, you're gonna learn how to fucking logistically make sounds, and they pulled out like fucking a bunch of random ass items, and they're like, you're gonna score a movie like shh shh, and I'm like, nah, I'm out. It's not me. I don't want this shit. In my life. I don't really want to do this. But you went through. I don't know if you did that part, but you still went here. If I'm not like, and that's a legitimate place. I think Buds went there. I think quite a few people went to like RIC or at least one of the equivalents. Maybe it was Audio Technica, or no, nah, that's a fucking brand. Anyway, there's another musical technique. Music technique is another one that exists. <laughs>
1: Music technique. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That one's like a flashier version. No, I
1: was I was mind blown because. Go on. I I, yeah. I think yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah. But I was mind blown that I, for the first time in my life I was around producer people because I all, all in CJP I was like the only person that I that in my group that really liked music that really made music. So the first time when I was in RSC, fifteen people every day I got to be friends with that are passionate about music. So I was mind blown to be around that kind of energy in my life. Mm. But. As I said, school isn't for me. And that was like kind of a school. So I didn't, I didn't actually graduate from there. I went the whole year and at the end, I, I, I dropped. I got all the knowledge from that place and it changed my life. But at the same grade as, as CJEP or high school wasn't for me. I just, I didn't finish.
0: Yeah. Yo, but you brought up like an important point. So the real value of university if anyone does want to know is um, is often not the uh education it's the networking it's the the actually it's the partying that is weirdly enough the only reason to go to university if you're smart because it's the people that you like partying with that you're going to end up building with and shit and so, yeah, connections, I, you know, your BA is meaningless to me, at least. Uh, but like, it's not meaningless to corporate people as they care about your BA. But the fact is, your real value comes from the relationships you're going to make because you can hustle your way past the BA. You don't actually need one. Mm. Um, so, like, I don't know. So what you went to oh yeah you went to the school and you got into an environment where effectively you got that networking buzz of working with a bunch of enthusiastic people of a like-minded passion and desire to grow and that environment energy made school worth it. The grades didn't matter, but the environment was blessed. That's what I took from what yep. you said. That's another big time knowledge nugget, my guy. Big time knowledge nugget.
1: because every, every day I would I would get into the habit of wake up at at like seven and then so i would wake up early and get into early mood instead of of uh waking up late in my day and like alternating my workflow to missing half the day so i would wake up like super super early and get the grind go to downtown and get the habit of going physically to school to the place and then i was just learned so much shit that it really shaped my uh, my my grind, my my workflow, and then my um, my knowledge too. Yeah. No, it's insane.
0: All right. So you leave school then, and now you're like a level dot producer with the knowledge, and you got some credentials to back up your claims. So you've elevated, I guess, even further now. The Golden Coast uh, Beats is on its way to the Golden Coast Empire. I like that. It's a good move. Oh I like that. I like that. Um so what, Company ha- name. what happens after you, you bounce out of the school?
1: After I bounced out of the school, um hmm. so I wasn't in CJep, I wasn't at the school, I was working at, at uh I was still working at Costco. But I had this friend from CJP that I was that's one of the guys that used to play with the bands a lot and and do a lot of uh of shows with musician friend of mine and then he got hired by this um by this company like a few months after i stopped school and this guy is into photos into video this company um was making music videos for artists and photography and all that kinds of stuff and this guy got hired by that company and I was just mind blown. Cause it's, it wasn't the original type of company that had, um, that had like weird, um, that you need to like a dipl- diploma to get into. And you had an interview and it wasn't like super official. It was my type of like startup grind type of production house. So what I did after school, I got in contact with them and then after like a few months they hit me up and then i started working with them the company monstrosity
0: who's in monstrosity like who who makes up the monstrosity so
1: we're a very small team and uh in the west island there's uh we what's fun about the the team is we each have like a different skill set and uh, we have the boss, the the main uh, the main guy. His name is Pride. But we have one guy for the um, for the scripts. We have one guy for the for the video. The guy Elevated.
0: Yeah, Cassidy. The kid Cassidy. Yeah.
1: We recently we recently hired him to be a part of the, the company. And this guy he does the video. He's like one of the best to do it. We got one guy for the photos. We got one guy for the for the editing. So it's like we dif- We all have a different skill set and we make up the monstrosity team.
0: And yeah, that's fresh. And you're like basically a West Island... So that that's... Like a West Island conglomerate of media resources available to bang out excellent music videos of a higher quality than the next peoples. That's... Yeah,
1: exactly. And then the, I got hired with them to st- uh, with the knowledge I had with the school, with the grind I had with the artists, and with the the different style of beats that I make, I got hired with them to actually start a studio, recording studio and mm. a label company with them.
0: Yeah, bro, that's pretty nice. A label record. So like, all that is- Yeah,
1: so that's- that.
0: All it is is cause you put in, basically two to three years of constant grind, putting and work into your craft, in order to establish the ability to execute at the level of efficiency you do now. That's it. Yeah, that's really fucking cool still. (laughs) Yo, how old are you
1: today? I'm 22. I turned 22 on the April 1st.
0: That's right, everybody. What is it, 400 beats this year or whatever, since you're like, fuck man. It's grinding it out for real though like honestly it's fucking incredible <laughs> building a label production shit it's all making it happen just connecting all these pieces together like it's it's pretty remarkable to me to see this kind of stuff happening in the city to see all these different little pieces working together just just creating that um yo that's a good question that ismail asked um which rappers do you want to produce for
1: One of the type of rappers I want to produce for is people who who have the you can tell they have the natural the natural hustle. So that's why I got in contact with Hozie with with 40 Mill. These guys you just can tell they have like they don't want some like a label to do the work for them. They put in the work so much and they believe in themselves that they're on their they're they're on their own wave they have the mentality to go for it and that's really the kind of people that i want to work for that i want to work with right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah with is a better word it makes you yeah i didn't want to say boss, word for fair enough man though i appreciate that language oh, he, distinction um, he knows Oshay. yeah 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 he comes out she's super yo, cool his there for like every stream pretty much since he found out we're streaming the OG. Is, Yo, Ishmael is the realest. Plus, he's he's 514 right now. So, like, he's, like, a fan in the city who already likes your beats off the cypher. Who already, like, you know, like, it's fucking cool. Like, that's, um, that's why it's really fun to have you here. Because, like, a whole bunch of people have rapped on your shit in my face. Not to say shit. Like, I'd say oh, I, man. I've seen at least... 15 yeah. to 20 people rap over your work at this point and everybody fucking enjoys the experience so it's like yo golden coast beyond is something for real yes really. and then like I'll bro, it's make-
1: so fun Which one? it's so fun to watch the cyphers <laughs> like you and the other rappers just like the ideas that come out the the type of um freestyle stuff it's just so fun to watch man
0: Oh, i appreciate that but for me it's like so fun to watch you making moves to see y'all y'all doing your thing like cassidy's an interesting character like i made friends with the elevated visuals peoples this year right so for me it's like all of a sudden I'm, i made friends with Jose, i made friends with some of those dudes and then i'm like yo golden coast beats with these dudes linking up with these dudes and it's like yo look at that man like look at all these shits and at this point we'd already booked the interview and i just saw this happen and i'm like Yo, Golden Coast be making moves because all those other people be making moves. That means he has to be making real moves. So I was like super mm. like, it's cool to see. It's just cool to see all these people, you, especially how everybody's kind of just leveraging shit like Instagram and regu- regular ass shit to like network and make things happen in their life. How do you Instagram do a basics, pretend like, because cause there are literally people in my life that do not understand how to do this on Instagram. You go back, oh, yeah. you like your beat making, beat pack thing that you described very early on. Believe it or not, the experience of going on Instagram from a Facebook reality—it feels like when you started beat making and you saw the beat packs. That's the whole. Exp- it's it's fucking overwhelming and shit. I barely understand filters and shit. I know. Like, even like, yo, I hate it. TikTok is still scary. I'm not ready for t- If I would do TikTok, if I, if I had a person who edited my TikToks and told me what goofy shit I'm supposed to do, I would do a lot of TikToks.
1: But yo, TikTok, you can yeah. get the type of organic reach you can get on TikTok. Bro, it's insane. You
0: have to, like, know how to do it. Like it's, like, it's reached a point where you can't just, like, film your fucking cat and do it. If it was that easy, trust my bullshit efforts would have worked. Nah, you need to like do like I, cause I watch it, like I see it. I, especially I uh, like the impact of TikTok on music is riveting, right? So I'm like, yo, how's Megan Stallion keep? W- oh, Megan Stallion's crushing on TikTok, like that yada 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 yada. And then the girls is all dancing and shit, and you're like, yo, she's crushing these songs, right?
1: So, but then I'm
0: watching all these people, and they know how to edit videos and do angles and shit, and I'm like. Phew i don't know how to do any of that shit that's where it's like other people tell me what to do please tell me what trend to follow how am i supposed (laughs) to know which of these fucking tiktok trends is gonna be the hip one with 19 year olds where i look funny doing it because i'm old you know what i mean like i'm out i'm tapping under that shit so bring that back to instagram bunch of people feel that way about insta but like a lot of us need to be on insta because we need to be linking up with amazing people like golden coast beats so how would you like go search for people? Like how do you actually do that?
1: Well, on Instagram what happens is I have a routine. Um it's like a like a workout set you do. It's just like like steps and it's it's I try to not to make it robotic and make it organic. But what happens is every day I reach out, I have like a list of things to do. So what you want to do is like uh for i wake up i send two messages to followers that follow me like like genuinely thanking them because i i couldn't like have I, I i just like uh appreciate my audience i send out messages to two people and i'm like yo i really appreciate you following me uh you're helping my channel grow and 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 it means a lot to have someone like you and then so you got to do that. You got to have a post every day. Um, lately, I don't follow it as much, but I used to post every day, like one post and one story because the consistency for me is really the key. That's how people are going to get to know your stuff and and get to have like a... like get to, It's like seeing a friend every day. You get to see your friend every day and then the relationship of the consistency and and doing that every day is just is that going to be um building a a genuine fan base so it's posting every day and it's uh the the targeting hashtag uh, side of things too so let's say you want to target five hashtags and you want to say like um i want to find i want to find upcoming rappers so then you search the tag upcoming rappers and you see who posted recently under that that hashtag and you interact with them things you actually like the videos you you interact with the video and then you interact with the person and i do that every day on like five hashtags differently and that's how i find people through the the, the popping hashtags the, the different things i want to work with and that's how i met people that's how i i got to know hoche because I actually, I did that and then I did that with Montreal Montreal artist. and that's how I found the All Stars Challenge.
0: I hate that thing. I love them. Don't get me wrong; they're amazing people. <laughs> that was not my favorite moment of life.
1: But for producers, man, this is a this is a nugget. Because what happens is you have yeah you have a pool. Let's say you go to the post of of they show all the artists that are going to start the competition yeah so you have maybe 15 artists so what you know is that these guys are from Montreal these guys are are beginning artists that want exposure and they are in a beat competition so they need beats <laughs> so what i did is i dm all of them uh, no no all, not all of them i dm the ones that i really really like the most and then i did like I love your your stuff. I would love to work with you and, and make beats with, like, make songs with you. And that's how I discovered Hoshé. That's how I discovered 40. And then it led to discovering you, like, talking to you. Yeah. Ho- so the hashtags, it's a big game.
0: Yeah, Hoshé beat me, everyone, just so you know. That's why I don't like this. Story. It's like, yo, too many people are going to go around. And it's like, I have this, like, fucking, I went toe to toe with this fucking Jose kid. And, yo, I tried so hard, dude. You don't understand how hard I tried to win that thing just to get past that round. I was like, I can't be losing in round one. Yo, 140 people to his 160. And I'm like, that's fucking rough. I tried so hard. And I could, and then I'm like, I'm never doing this again because I'm never going to. Yeah. Yeah, yo, people were that's, like, I'm not going on Instagram and I'm like, but like you're not on Instagram? What the fuck? And then I realized I could never win on Instagram ever in my life. Well, not in a you're just, popularity contest at this juncture in my career.
1: Yeah. But that's why Hoshi if eventually he he lost at the, the final. But that's why he didn't get into the second one. He he had a, a like a break stop in his uh in his tracks. Cause he realized that it wasn't he got so lost about the popularity contest he got so lost about the votes of the other people that he realized that he essentially lost track of like yeah, it's his, his passion for making music yeah
0: yo contests are fucking whack though like they really yo check it i lost like sight of some shit and if i think about it it's when i started fucking around with contests uh in like september then like i just you know because it's like it's not your albums right like it's not your art it's like you go going competitive on some beat shit. it's more akin to battle rap i would find which is cool i love that shit but if that's not like what you're in this for like yo you gotta be a salesperson to compete in that universe like that talia girl is tearing this shit up her campaign against that sage guy in round three of all stars because i actually followed everybody and i was like i'm gonna i I was proud of myself when Mm -hmm. i did that shit for round three Mm -hmm. uh but yo i'm like watching this shit i'm like yo she's tearing it up like she fucking i don't even know who won that shit but she marked that shit in the pregame. she Uh, did yeah because the pregame was lit who's not voting for her yeah, um, yeah. And that shit was like WWE. I was like, yo, what's going on on Instagram? It's fucking Liddy. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's cool that you were able to like leverage that. So that that's basically the Instagram game. It's you have to work and go find the shit you want.
1: Yeah, you got to be, for Instagram, you got to be super consistent. And you got to, because people are, um, you know, on my page, like, I'm the, like I'm the brand. And that you're the brand, not you're the brand through your music. So people wanna have like exposure to you. They wanna get to know you and they wanna get into your world. So you gotta make sure that you're like um immersive. You gotta give some some you can't just post like a type beat and then be like um like yo, uh, go go check out my uh yeah, go check out this link, no. no, no. You got to have your, your thing going on. You got to have your, your identity so people can, can follow you and be a fan. You know, Mm. that's, that's my take on it.
0: I think your take is a really smart take on which it, I think you're probably, I was just like, believe it or not, it was the hashtags thing was really interesting. Um, because Mm that was the big epiphany for me on on instagram was the first time somebody told me to go look up hashtags i was like what you think that's what hashtags are for because like it's they're useless on twitter they don't mean anything on twitter you click on a twitter hashtag and what you're only clicking on shit that has eight million tweets so it's like i use twitter instagram hashtags Mm -hmm. though yo i'm telling you straight up there are somebody's montreal hip-hop fucking hashtags that are like a hundred people or less like you there's really space to own a couple of hashtags up in this city is all I'm saying. So it's like when you yep. bring it up like that, it's like, sure oh, I've been using Instagram wrong the last fucking five six years of my life. Uh, I'm not doing this right.
1: <laughs> well, man, Twitter Twitter is so valuable because you see what people are doing. They're they're writing a lot on Twitter, thoughts and and stuff, and then you could just repurpose the content on Instagram. So you can use. Your Instagram content and then you could have a different layer of the other platform and you could have a look a paragraph of some deep like thought that you have and then you can just translate that to your Instagram page and it's a different it's a different layer it's a different like universe you make
0: a, a quote meme of your own Twitter yeah you but you, a quote meme I don't know I like you write a thought and no, no no you t- could and you take that to yeah
1: t- you could write on Twitter Let's say you write on Twitter and you're like, I've, I've, when I grind that much, is because I think in 10 years I'm going to be able to live the life that I want and, and build a legacy. So you write that on Twitter and then you take a, a screenshot of the paragraph and then you bring it to Instagram and you don't get to write paragraphs like that on Instagram instead of the caption, but your post could be the actual paragraph from Twitter and then yeah. you could expose people to, to your other platform, and and then like try to inspire people by doing that. It's a it's a different game.
0: Do you like yeah.
1: Gary V? <laughs> Gary V Man, yeah, he was a he was a big part of, of my men- mentality in the in the early stage of, of producing.
0: I was like, that was the most Gary V style strategy i had done heard <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> When you want it, you gotta do it.
0: Yeah, he's talked so high. <laughs> he's so bizarre. I don't know. I like him because he's kind of like he encourages a lot of people. I just don't know anything. I've consumed a lot of Gary Vee content because it's like he comes up a lot and he says a lot of words and then he doesn't say <laughs> a lot of things. It's like he is like mm. – He's like the YouTube ads that are forty-five minutes when a dude pitches you a product and like it's like, yo, bro, uh, all you gotta Nathai do Lopez. is come on through to my webinar over there on that page, and you're gonna learn the seven secrets to how you can get all the money in the world. And I'm well, not like the way you sound.
1: <laughs> the way you sound is exactly the type of ad that I would give before a video. <laughs> oh, dude,
0: I watch them for fun. I'm like. One day somebody might pay me to do this shit. Let's study these ads because <laughs> it's not hard to recreate that. Yo, if somebody wants to pay me to go to a fucking like Airbnb, and then stand there and look like I got, cause yo, I could sell that shit. Like I made a million fucking dollars, and they're gonna pay me enough to do it as an actor. I'm gonna totally put that out there that I'm on my socials. I'm putting that on blast. But let's make it happen. You know that's what I'm saying. Cause that would mm. be real fun yo it's a script like they it's like the art of literally saying nothing but saying it in such an engaging and encouraging way and dropping just enough of a bit of hope that it it motivates people but yo gary v is funny to me like there are just so many more like down-to-earth people that aren't so him and you know what he may be the best for a lot of people so i don't want to disrespect him i don't like feel like he's bad he's just like a neutral force in this world he's neutral
1: Mm-hmm. The thing about him is, though, is, is I, I incorporate like a lot of things that he says about mentality and about the hustle and about just um, general work ethic. I've, okay, I didn't have that mindset in the beginning, but I was thinking to myself: if you, let's, like, you don't speak Russian in the beginning, but if you expose yourself to enough Russian, then you're going to learn the language and you're going to be able to be fluent. So I was like, I don't have the the mindset in the beginning, but if I I listen to enough Gary Garyvi and start applying what he says, then I'm gonna be able to incorporate that into my life the the hustle, the work ethic, and and uh, he talks about gratitude. He talks about hating uh, Mondays because the way what he says like changed my whole mindset, and I'm I'm super grateful for for that.
0: No, it's fair. I might keep, I encountered Gary V past the phase in life where his content and information was really for me. I already knew how to work ethic. So I'm listening to him and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, guy what's next. But like what you're saying is it's really good for the part of getting started, like getting grounded and, and developing some of these work ethic habits that I might take for granted. Fair enough. I really respect what you said.
1: Yep, yeah, it's, Cause it's not even, it's not even quotes or like, um, motivational speaker. It's just life, life facts for people like you and me for entrepreneurs and for real hustlers, <laughs> it's just like, a f- like fact mentality that's, uh, hmm. that he's, that he's exposing and it's, it's, he has a lot of like, uh, words that don't mean anything. And he's really repetitive, like you said yeah it's super but it's 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 nuggets to take
0: so here's again what i'm saying it's like i guess like i said for entry level i get it like it makes a lot of sense to me now i didn't really keep in mind the framing because yo compared to like everybody else that pretends to be gary v he's like a fucking like 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 i said it's neutral like i don't dislike him it's just he's not really gonna get you to like the next tier so to speak you know like he's just a good way to get started and then I feel like people outgrow Gary Vee and go find other things. Um, <laughs> it's a phase. Um, so, all right. So, you're basically making beats with uh, the monstrosity folk now. Is that like an exclusive thing or can anybody holla at the Golden Coast and get beats?
1: Anybody can work with me at any time. But it's, uh, it's a new way of working with the with company like that because I get... Uh, right now we're building a lot of things and we're making a lot of thing happen we're a small team so it's not like as fast as we would want but uh, eventually you know i'm gonna they're a production house so i'm gonna get my my foot in film scoring scoring for for web series
0: wow.
1: with my label i'm gonna be able to manage artists to produce artists to make new types of beats and for and discover people in montreal that's really what i what my goal is
0: so you want to be like a big time producer in Montreal that builds stars?
1: Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> Yo, that's nifty. Uh, you talked. You talked about this, man. Like Montreal people are competing against each other a lot of time.
0: Eh, yeah, that happens a lot.
1: From yeah, people. F- what I found from the little I don't have a lot of exposure to people here, but they they want to they don't want to like uplift other people they just want to they think the spots are limited and they want to have theirs only they don't try to uplift other people and make the 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 montreal culture montreal culture shine (laughs) you know
0: i definitely think that a lot of people are trying and a lot of us are learning how to do it better as time goes on, it's like, I try to have a more nuanced perspective with it. Um, some days I feel pettier than others is the truth of the situation. So there's a lot of things happening and a lot of things that don't talk to each other is, is my thing. So I feel like everyone's just used to this way and we're all kind of like reinventing this new way. Like like there's there's quite a few versions of what you're doing that I think are happening now. And I think it's actually really important and in different places in different parts of the city and, and a lot of people are making all kinds of music here like there is how many mu- how many rappers do you think are actually in Montreal if you had to guess with the perspective that you have
1: how many rappers are in Montreal yeah man
0: like if you had to put a real number the number it. yeah
1: i would say it would be in the that's the 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 around like fifty a hundred thousand? There's a lot of rappers.
0: I wanna go as high as 100. I guess. So. Maybe not a hundred thousand. I don't know. Somewhere in think, the thousands. Yeah, definitely in the thousands. I like that. hundred K <laughs> is a lot of people. That would be like shit, like nearly like one percent of the population raps or some shit. Right.
1: Actual, actual rappers are like dabbling into wannabe rappers, SoundCloud stuff.
0: Mm, i would include both in a database so both like actual rappers and okay i guess there really is a lot of people if you include wannabe rapper can you imagine a hundred thousand people in the city are trying to rap right now wow that's a lot of people that's
1: mind-blowing huh yeah
0: i would probably label it more like 10k 15 but maybe it is a hundo but that's the thing is nobody can answer that question is the mind-boggling part for me so if nobody has the answer to that question, how does anybody I'm shit have with perspective? Numbers too, so. <laughs> yeah, but like nobody can tell anybody that answer, so we don't even know, like, True. at all what the number of rappers in in the que- in the city is. So if nobody can answer this question, how many monstrosities are in the West Island right now? And I don't mean it to like be a threat. I don't think it's right. a threat. I think it's an amazing thing, but like. How many, yo, this? I found out like this, this like all these other interview people in radio. I don't even know any of them. I don't know any of the fucking Anglo media people that effectively I'm now like in this game with. I don't know any of them. And I'm like, there could be like 300 people doing exactly the same thing I'm doing. And I'm, I'm like, it trips me out sometimes. But then it's also like, yo, that's amazing there's so much people here doing so many yo cause if you go back to that like energies thing that you're looking for before I'm personally big on that finding the right energies that means there's so much bubbling and so many people doing things that you could almost cherry pick whoever the fuck you want to work with for the rest of your life and never have to worry about that shit again so, yeah that's beautiful
1: to me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a super no point of view man
0: i don't know i've been thinking about a lot of things lately sometimes like you you look around and you realize that like even to, to every there are people who i'm the villain in their story no matter how much i want to be the hero in everybody's story it's not it there are people who i'm the in villain chance. i'm the asshole i'm the one who snubbed that person i did the things that i did to whoever to whoever and sometimes i think about that too so it's like nah. it's really important to find people to vibe with that makes sense and if we were living in mm. like Ohio or some shit where there's like seventeen rappers, like dude, I saw you got. But like, yo, Montreal's got, like we said, at least thousand. So, it's kind of beautiful to me to think about the fact that like, it's like we could almost make a Tinder <laughs> for rappers in the city. There was like a really shitty one I found one time. What? Tinder Tinder for rappers? That would be crazy. I mean, you'll find a beat. Make- I know there's like a really shitty app that I had that did it. It was just you. Spam- it would be Spam City. Vamper. Yeah, it was just Spam City. I'm on Vamper. I tried it. Spam City. I didn't like it.
1: I discovered I discovered a band through that. I I, I found a band. Me and the guy I said before, my friend from Cijep. That was like two people from Laval, and we did like two rehearsals with them. It was weird people, man. You we find weird people on the app.
0: I was more just like- don't know. It was more like, I I just, I was curious about every, cause that was the era of Tinder, everything. I don't know how else to put it. There was weed Tinder as in you could find smoking buddies on Tinder. It wasn't oh. a sex app. It was like weed Tinder back when it was illegal and it was cool. Um, then it was like all the Tinders, like everything, but it wasn't like for sex. It was just pick a niche. They were trying to make Tinders out of it. And that's what Vamper was. It was the Tinder for musicians. I also ended up on mm. like a LinkedIn Tinder where it was like for professionals and it was just awkward it's just like it ends up being like tinder just a bunch of random weird shit and then maybe you get lucky that's so weird sorry that's so weird <laughs> yeah i know it didn't work out nobody wanted that so it had, i don't know i don't know how to do it i don't know how to like take how do you take fifteen thousand rappers let's say and organize that how do you figure it out how do you add perspective to that i don't i don't know that's my big challenge. You talked about,
1: life. I heard you talked about that before, man, the database of, cause we don't know for a fact how many like yeah. rappers in Montreal. And there's not, it's not like there's like a platform to, to discover that. So imagine a platform of, of exposing all the new talent in Montreal with, with the rap community. And then you could build an actual database and you could know if it's active, with the age, like what age to what age, and then you could have target audience. Mm.
0: There's
1: a lot of potential there, man.
0: Yeah, it's so complicated. i make it sound okay. It's easy to collect the data. It's hard to use the data. Yeah. Mm. Second, everybody knows you have their data privacy blah blah. It's it's I don't know. It's it's a, it's a weird one. Like I, I'm going to still track as much as I can track for my own benefit because yo, it's a data intelligence game. I was talking to the Sky King Canada. And he just went around all these Facebook groups for like I don't know, like, it may sound like six months a year of just pure research, and then he flipped that into a whole thing in his world where he's like big boss man running shit and helping all these people out. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. everything is a data game. At least that's how I see it now. Um, yeah. You all? Do you all? I like, don't think. I, do, sorry, go on.
1: I I don't think like the data should be kept because it's not a question of who has it, it's, like, what you do with it? The data, I think it's it's would be a good thing to be, like, common knowledge, but at that point, how, what do you, what do you know, what do you do with the information you have on the numbers of, of this genre of rappers in Montreal, you know? How do you use that to...
0: Bro, but it's even bigger than that. What do you do, like... Yeah. Think about, like, the expose. This is, like, just on a real front. Like, now all of a sudden, it's, like... All the data is there. Everybody knows everything. That's going to like be a weird situation when everybody has perspective. Like All of a sudden, everybody's going to be able to know with the average views of Montrealis, with the average followers. And all of a sudden, everyone's going to have real perspective. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not doing well on those fucking charts. <laughs> I'm not doing well. I think a lot of people are going to go, oh, shit. And then we're going to see the French side and that i don't know are you big on the french side too do you like fuck with the french folk or are you just on the anglo side
1: I, I haven't found much french people to to connect with with music cuz they're all like uh they all follow the trends of like Enima, uh, bupa and then Lafwin. so like a very very like underground type of trap
0: mm.
1: so I, I haven't found much people in, like french on the french side to connect with but that's still
0: coming <laughs> so you want to you just haven't had the opportunity to find it yet. I respect that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, um what are some of the big plans that you have for the next year? Like what else are you up to that you can describe?
1: So, what I'm up to with the company Monstrosity, I started my own company Freefall Records. That's what I started with them and um in the next month we're going to be a building a studio, recording studio. And with that company, I want to be, we're going to have the location services that I mentioned before going from uh, to sessions on location. So sessions on like uh, at houses, I'm going to, to have that parallel to building a studio and recording. So in the next year, man, I want to be able to, Start my label like with artists to manage, with um, scoring films, scoring uh, uh, TVs for the the company, and all that kind of stuff. Just making music with more people at a bigger scale. That's my uh, that's my my big goal this
0: year. I right, I got a different question because you already said ten years one time. What's your ten year plan? Like, what do you want to? Ten years? ten
1: years, Oh, man. Thirty-two, man. Oh, that's wow, still younger than me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this: like, I actually don't know, cause um, I, I'm a big like universe person. I'm not. I, I wouldn't say like I'm super spiritual, but I believe that, like, that's like without like saying like all the extreme shit like deaths or or whatever, but I I believe really that everything happens for a reason and that things are like, what I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like letting things happen to me. So I just, you, I just let like the universe do its thing. But in 10 years, what I would want to do is be like a big name producing for, for big people and. I have a lot of success, like in Montreal, with my my record company. But I'm 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 gonna let things happen and see how it rolls.
0: Yeah, it's incredible that you got to an answer, my guy. That's big. <laughs> Yo, that's big. I'm sorry, but you ask a hundred people, "What's your ten year plan?" and they really can't land on something. That's that's really impressive, man. I you're you're a pretty incredible dude. I mean. Already, you're you've somehow positioned. I don't want to say somehow, but you've lived a life that allowed you to develop the skill set based on discipline, work ethic, and habit to attract the right kind of people to continue to elevate your world. Because it isn't just like, you know, you you know, people just showed up. It's like, nah, you stand out. You're noticeable. You're like golden close. Even chatting with you is an experience. You know, you're fun. You're personable. Your customer service is on lock. Right? Like, it's real. Same to you, bro yeah i try uh but no it's like a skill okay like <laughs> if this guy has it he's so fun with it and i'm like yo he just makes you want to talk to him and i'm like not everybody makes you want to talk to them and i'm like yo that's probably the future so vr is like that with avatars and voices <laughs> yeah true yeah it's gonna be lady um yeah <laughs> so yeah all of your links and stuff are gonna be in the description they've been floating throughout as they normally do um Yo, it's like friday so i don't have the same level of steam and energy to go on no four hour adventures at this point i think the energy is fucking cool you are a wonderful person the official Jaden, who i believe is who you were talking about before just shows up right at the point where i'm like yo let's wrap it up <laughs> like Jaden, yo shout out official. that's the that's the toronto guy how, yeah you said him yo i believe so so i believe that's so. who it is you guys did three tracks together one of them was a drill the next one was two others we did that's the guy right we
1: did yeah man we did a pop song we did like a pop summer vibe we did a pop dancey track we did a drill track with a guy from the uk we did emotional trap this guy is a beast he's like so versatile man he's he's super young too he's crazy
0: Yo, what's super young mean what is i don't know he's insane you're saying super young does that make him like super duper young because i think you're i think Well, you know, it's fine. it's his age. It I'm not fine. sure. Young Correct me young. if I'm
1: wrong, but he might, <laughs> he, might he might be 7 oh my might God be gosh. 17.
0: That's like super duper young for reals and that I'm not sure. Yo, I love it. I love how much talent is in his fucking. cuz like I guess you said Toronto. So Canada. It's like a little past the city, but they're like the sister place, you know? Like Toronto's like where you want to yeah. go, you know, a little bit. Not like in in, in like totally The like guy Yo, straight up. Shout out official Jaden. Just like that. Met the kid 16.
1: I- Artist. I was 17.
0: Yeah. So you linked up on Instagram. Made magic happen. Hustling. Ambitioning. Creating even rules of engagement for the gram. In order to ensure that you have the growth. The professionals and the desire. You stacked up so many fucking beats. That you're good forever. You can put up your little picture. Little graphic things with a song. Beat playing. you good. You set with original content. You got the thoughtfuls banging out online. You're in, you're already like, your companies pay people like you to do consulting. Okay. Like for real, look at corporate consulting for social media. <clears throat> there is money in it for you. If you want that life as the another wall. side hustle, because yo, straight up, I got paid to go to a university course to learn less interesting shit than what you've taught us about social media in this um, situation. So no, wait, yeah no dude you don't even understand man people just like like for you it's more intuitive than it is for me and for me it's more intuitive than it is for my bosses and for my bosses it's more intuitive than like grandmas and shit but like everybody's in this big melting pot so imagine bureaucratic systems of people they know they have to do well on Facebook they know they need a group they're like what do I do with my group and that's where you come in and you're like yo I'm just younger than you my guy And you drop interesting shit on them. So like software companies and shit. I would not like fully say you want that life. But the consulting version might be litty for you. Where you walk in. You sit down. You do a little PowerPoint. You walk out with some money. They get a little knowledge. Those are real things that people could do. You know with the knowledge acquired in this whole thing. Even like engineering services. I know for a fact we've outsourced to like people like you to do mixing and mastering. Or to like... Like, let's say my company, like, we make tutorial videos for software. Who's going to make the score? Like, who makes the stinger? The We have a... Anyway. That's a bop. So that shit is this little stinger (laughs) that we paid, like, $800 for somebody to make that. Okay? Corporate money is where the fucking shit's at. You know what I'm saying? So, like there's opportunities for y'all monstrosity people yo i swear we were looking into paying like people for animated shits for our software and yo the prices we were getting quoted were five four to five figures okay
1: like the logos for the logos like the
0: the whole like 90 second video we were getting like pitches as high as 15k for like a 90 second video it was like yo there's like corporate money is different corporate money is a different game than the little money so, like, as, like, a person like you, it's like, yo, guy, just, just figure out, go on LinkedIn. Go play LinkedIn a little bit. You can make some money on LinkedIn in ways that I probably won't Bro, make money on
1: LinkedIn. I haven't discovered LinkedIn enough, man. It's I actually trash. never went. It's the worst. I it is? It.
0: Well, I mean, it's... All I, all I see on LinkedIn is people I know trying to sound smart plus some interesting stuff. But, like, it's so weird. It's like, because everybody's boss is on LinkedIn. So, like imagine seeing the social media projection of your day job colleagues in the lens of them being their day job selves so it's like they're posting on it's all facebook but if facebook was at work and i like i'm like i don't want to i can't say fuck here so i do it sometimes but like i feel like i'm a weirdo because i say fuck on face on linkedin right like like that's just not my vibe. But like, I'm also not trying to solicit money from corporate clients. So it's, it's like, I totally would if, if like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but why I bring it up is cause like, in theory, if you become some thought leader, dude, you could literally do your beat making live on LinkedIn. There's, it's not as easy as Imagine. just applying. It's a little hard. You have to prove you're a professional dude. These that I'm, I'm never going to do that right now, but like, if you can do that on LinkedIn with consistent blog posts and things like that, you can unlock LinkedIn Live, which links up to Restream, and then you're plugging everything, everything, including LinkedIn. But for you, that could turn into money in a way that it would not turn into money for me. Nobody wants to be spammed, but imagine you see this random kid making beats on LinkedIn Live.
1: Well, the image I have on LinkedIn is like the professional etiquette of like what people consider professional i think it's a bit that's why i need to explore it and and see the, all the options but it seems like it's the, uh, like she said and in, in she said it's professional facebook
0: yeah so that funny. to
1: me is not very appealing it's not in terms of like new wave or, or new invention it's like etiquette of what you need to follow that's a bit weird but eh. being live on there would be kind of crazy
0: that's where it's interesting that's the only part is if you play ball and get to the point where you're booing live on LinkedIn, you fuck up. Like you're talking tech CEO, see this. Yeah. It's, just a, it's a different path. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't think I'm clean enough because my shit's so vocal and I smoke weed and shit. So like I'm never going to play it. But like if you're just like making your beats and shit, like and you're kind of just clean, you, your demeanor is very calm. You could pull that off. You could do that. Hmm that'd be nifty
1: sure just bring a different side of the platform and
0: yeah I that's know.
1: really cool uh, yeah, i think of it
0: anyway this is where i part where i'm like see i told you i was like running out of steam <laughs> the time of fucking linkedin live i'm like maybe it is not the delivered <laughs> for a friday night now nah, but i find this shit fun i don't know other people don't have to find it fun i do think though that you are a wonderful guest I think it was really, really enjoyable to talk to you and to learn about your endeavors and everything that you're up to. I think that people should hit you up for beats uh, at a uh, golden coast. I like that. Uh, yes, sir. Golden, that was the thing that like, seriously caught me the most was a uh, golden coast. I was like, whew, that's nice. Um, so that's
1: that, the official name. That's the official uh, nice, nice producer name.
0: I wasn't sure i just saw golden coast beats in half the places so i rolled with that one and then i saw a golden coast there and i'm like i couldn't tell which one it was so both of them i whatever i don't know so i'll go with a golden coast i guess uh whichever one you'd prefer because you're the, the guy but yo that was not clear to me <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's all yeah, Coast. yeah fair enough um so yo thank y'all for for watching as well thank you for coming through do you have any last words for the people's
1: Man, I'm just wanna. I just wanna say, what you're doing with the Twitch, uh, the Twitch channel is just so so sick to watch, man. And it was super fun because you're a cool guy. It was nice to be on here. Super nice experience. I
0: appreciate it. And I that. just loved it, man. Thank you for saying all that. Um, yeah, what I was hoping for was you'll go click on his links and support the man's and copy shit and support his vision and follow all those Instagrams. The free for free for free. For, for, was it free for all or free free fall records free fall wow i fucked that up real bad this is where i'm not the best (laughs) at this but nah sorry um it was amazing having y'all too. everybody that came including you mr official Jaden, at the end it's always great to see people coming through and showing love like that and just being a part of this um thank y'all in the future who are watching this as well y'all are wonderful too whether it's on eclipse channel whether it's on whatever channel it's on follows like subscribes whatever special thanks to the patrons it's milk good secret's power drop the black age of black hurricanes under william Scri- scribble to help support what we do if you're on amazon prime and or sorry if you're on twitch and you like what we do and you have the amazon prime it's super free to subscribe and then in the future you can hit that patreon.com slash behind us on that note we are going to raid Willie. who if you make music you can send your music to and he'll play it friday nights at eight over at kicking it live and he's live now so we're going to go ahead over there everyone so y'all live long and prosper <laughs>